anybody just tuning in hasn't been keeping score you listen to the kill logic effect you can find us lurking around all your favorite social media networks you can also find us live streaming on the infamous twitch and right now uh, you can find us talking to Mr. Sean Strife of Social Strife. How are you doing, brother? I am fantastic, my man. It's good to be here. Yeah, it's good to have you here, man. Um, <laughs> well, it's, it's good to have you here. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, we were talking. Uh, had a, we had to reschedule all of this because uh, um, I had a uh, little bit of a health scare there. So uh, it's, yeah, uh, yeah. it's it's good that we're, uh, we're finally able to talk. So... Um, yeah. How how's it doing up in the uh, Canadian region? You're starting to get a little cooler up there right now, huh? Oh, leaves are all falling. Everything's red. It's nice, man. It's nice. It's weather with sweater sweater weather. It's you know. It's always been my. Uh, um, it's always been my favorite time of year. Has always been um, fall up north. You know, being from Maine, it's that yeah. you know. Especially when September kicks in and all that, everything's starting to change, but the weather's nice, and it's just, oh, it's like the perfect time to, like, go out and get all the visuals. Yeah, just yeah. So well, many colors, you didn't think... Back that, if you bought in the summertime, too, right? Right, <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, you, you know how it is. You only get a, uh, a couple weeks of summer, so... <laughs> <laughs> so, uh... So for for those uh, for the uninitiated or those uh, that uh, don't uh, know, tell us uh, a little bit about um, social strife. Social strife. Social strife is uh, well. We've been together now for I guess about four four years. Was, uh, I was in a ton of other bands before social strife, and it, it just kind of came really. Basically, I woke up one morning, man. I just had this name in my head an idea of what I wanted to do. I was so frustrated with the bands that I was in before, you know, uh, kind of just, just doing what other people wanted to do and everybody was just kind of following what everybody else was doing, right? And I was just tired of it. I wanted to speak out a little bit more and, and, and write, you know, more earnest lyrics, not just, you know, some super hot chick in a, you know, yeah. in a car. You know, that kind of shit, right? Like, it just, it didn't, it didn't interest me, man. So, that, that was social strife. You know, and I get asked all the time, how'd you come up with the name? And literally, man, I woke up one morning and had it in my head, and that was it. You know, and it's always been important to me. The bands that I've always liked and, and, and constantly follow are not just bands that wrote amazing, but bands that were about something. You know what I mean? Like, right. You pick a ton of bands today, nobody knows who the hell they are or what they're about, right? You know what I mean? And us, we're about strife, man. We're about talking about the truth and bringing the strife. <laughs> That's what we do. <laughs> well, um, a lot of people um, are attracted to your sound because it's got a it's got a touch of nostalgia to it, and it um, has that rock punk vibe to it yeah, that a lot yeah. of people pick up on. Um, whenever I'm playing, you guys um, always depending on whatever tune it's, um, you know, it's. Uh, Usually people are picking up on that that punk vibe, that old school type of punk vibe there in the yeah. background that yeah keeps it yeah. awesome. Well, I've I've always loved that type of thing. I mean, we we really kind of incorporate a lot of different styles into our music, man. You know, we go to something like MDMA where it's kind of like a rock reggae pop vibe, you know, <laughs> kind of thing, right? It's uh, I I think that bands should really just branch out and do you know whatever it is that they feel. Because with the singer in your band and the guitar player in your band, you're going to sound like your band. You know right. What I mean? But 
you know, don't be afraid to try different things, you know. But definitely punk attitude, man, punk attitude. And, and I think that's probably the foundation of what we started on, which I think is funny because, I mean, you listen to a tune like Aliens and Freaks or something, you think, well, these guys got a punk influence. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right, but yeah. yeah. But it's, yeah, yeah, it's definitely there. Well, like, um, the, uh, the, the new song, um, Oh, the COVID. Yes, COVID-19. <laughs> um, definitely got a, uh, a punkish uh, oh, yeah. vibe to yeah. it. Um, well, yeah, that, that was kind of funny. We were, um, my bass player and I, Drop D, we were uh, doing a, a live to uh, Facebook thing, right? And uh, he'd said, he just mentioned God Save the Queen. For some reason, COVID-19 came into my head, and I'm like, Psh, dude, we're doing this, man. <laughs> yeah. All the tune, all the lyrics, one friggin' night, we went and recorded it, did the video, put that shit out, and, you know, and it's kind of funny, you know, with, with you know, like, what's going on with the world with COVID-19, we put that song out in May, so, you know, it, right. that was a long fucking time ago, man. It's, yeah, <laughs> and it's still, the, you know, uh-huh. the sad thing is, is it's still, uh, found its way to be relevant <laughs> yeah. well and there's there's things that i wrote into the tune too right where i said you know like a microchip future right. and that right like fuck, all this shit's actually happening man <laughs> it's so fucking scary yeah. man i mean um and the and the problem i think a lot out there is um the information obviously is uh, a, a big problem or the lack of it or the the framed information that's so biased in one way that it's not helping anybody it's yeah. no matter what team you're playing for this is you know we all are one people on this ball right here and you know and on these lands and um when you get so hyper partisan and divided or whatever you you just it's like putting one against the other all the time and these are all people you know i mean these are all americans or you know the same in your country head though a couple of times man i mean you did you hit it on the head a bunch of times you know you said the three different points with the information so and this is important to remember that this is contrived like it's part of the plan so the misinformation then the re-information of the information you know mm-hmm. contradict the information you said originally and then you know all the scattered hate-mongering information that you touched on as well right mm-hmm. from the media but this and then it goes to your further point too where you said you know we're just one race we are but if if we are one race it's not helpful to the people that are in charge they don't want us like right. this and this right mm-hmm. so it's it's a, it's a combination of all of it. The, the problem that I see is is that I think it's a coordinated effort, and I really truly do. I think that all the way that the information is being presented, and the way that it's not being presented, right, and then, you know the way that it's being presented to you by other people that don't actually do any research, mm-hmm. and that's that's it right there. That's that's the program, man. And, and you see it on the street. You know, like I'm sitting in my living room, and I literally just saw somebody about two minutes ago walk by wearing a mask by himself outside. Right. Mm. Right, so <laughs> we we were driving to go pick to the vet the other day, and there, there was this long straightaway, and this kid's walking, and this is Florida man strapping a mask on your face and walking around is it's uncomfortable just to breathe the air sometimes, so you know this kid is clearly uncomfortable, but he's all by himself, and it's literally yeah. a field on one side of him and street. I mean, it was like. 
Dude, there ain't even any houses near you, man. Come on, uh, dude. No. You know? <laughs> I, see, I see it all the time, man. You know, and then you get the byproduct of it too, right? You get like the mass Nazis that are so gung-ho and they try to shame people and all this other bullshit. But then you walk down the street and what do you see every five steps? A mask, a mask, a mask, a mask, a mask. Yeah, All yeah, over yeah. the ground. It's Yeah, now I can tell you right now that those masks aren't from me because I don't wear masks outside. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? So it's coming from, you know, some of those 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 mask plus people, right? Mm -hmm. You know, the same ones that are shaming everybody else. And that's the hypocrisy of the entire thing, right? Like here we are, we're we're facing the apparently the world's you know disease to end all diseases, and and where the hell are they the, the bins to put this shit in? Where's all the the chemical you know disposal right. bins? Well, just, this shit? You, you just toss your shit anywhere, man. It just goes you know, to you show the same that all day you touch it fifty thousand times. Right. Uh, well, it just goes to show that it's it, you know it's just being used. I mean, and they're not even hiding it. You know, you they, you go over. There's a whole website, the Great Reset with Klaus Schwab, and all of. I mean, these are big world alterers. These people, yeah. you know, the Great and, Reset. They're not even hiding that. Oh, we're going to use this to to do these things. So of course they're going to keep pushing on it and keep the fear button on there. But when you look at it, it's like if this. Like, if this was really that way, just like you said, where, where are these been? Why aren't we hyper-focused on this is how we, this is how germs work, and this is how they, yeah. you know, but it's all just, you know, and then you watch these same people that make all these mandates, and it's like, wow, go look at their parties. None of them are wearing masks, you know? I mean, yeah. just Would the, you see the video the other day, Chuck Schumer's outside celebrating the fake Joe Biden win, right? And there's thousands of people, and they're drinking from the same champagne bottle. They're passing it around. Chuck Schumer didn't have a mask on. I got the video. I'm sharing it in the video, right? And then the, the camera pans on. All of a sudden, he's like trying to figure that shit out, trying to get his mask. Dude, Which, by that pretty... point, when you pull this thing down and you're handling it all the time, you've already <laughs> defeated the purpose of this freaking thing. Well, actually, actually, you're actually incorrect because if you're doing it at a peaceful protest, there's a magic barrier that automatically forms around you. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I forgot about that. That's, yeah, uh, yeah. No, well, that's important. That's in the manual. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so now to all of this, um, you know, we, we, we joke and we kid and all that, but yeah. the, 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 the serious Im implications that this has had on the music. Um, now, I have I have spoken a lot about, there, there have been some silver linings that inadvertently have come from this, like people mm -hmm. needed to get on this streaming thing and learn this tool okay and a lot yeah. of people were just like i don't have the time for it or you know we play out too much to even worry you know like we'd have to have a whole person it's like well if you just learn how to do it you could be doing this and integrating it i look at trivium trivium that guy he games he's constantly streaming their shows right live on twitch and yeah. that's something he grabbed a hold of and said, wow, I can reach a bunch of people that are on this platform. I mean, 30 million people just hanging out on that platform exactly. daily. It's yeah, ridiculous. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, I like that it's like kind of nudged people to do some things in the mm -hmm. that are helping them. Yeah. But yeah. But to be solely dependent on these things, I mean, we have to be playing shows. We have to be... You know, this th these things have to happen. You know, yeah. we, we can't yeah. just uh, be 
you know, say, oh, we're, we're just going to be live streaming. Um, thing, no matter how good of an experience you can create with this live streaming. Mm -hmm. Well, I think personally for me, I think that COVID has really opened up a lot of opportunities. I mean, I'm very, very creative thinking anyways. I don't right. think the way that, that a lot of other musicians think. Um, number one is, is I think that it's really opened it up to a band shouldn't just be about the music that you play. And, 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 and what I mean by that is, is the whole entertainment value of it. Um, right, right. My band in particular, we're a bunch of fucking personalities. You know? <laughs> oh, yeah. you know? So show that shit off, you know, do your YouTube your, your estates. It doesn't have to be just about music all the time because your band exists even when you're not playing. Mm -hmm. and a lot of people seem to forget that shit, right? And and I think too right now with everything that's going on in the world, what's really missing is is, is those those gonzo musicians that used to speak up and say shit. You know, that was important. Talk about the real shit, real quality for real people, not just a selected fucking few. Right. You know, the, the, you know, and and oh, COVID has really opened that up. I mean, in Canada alone. So first, we haven't stopped playing. Yeah, <laughs> we did right. fuck COVID fest. We've been playing all the time. We're one of the few bands that just refuse to stop playing. I, I we always get gigs. Mm -hmm. So we've been playing. We, we've got a show uh, December 12th as well in Oshawa, Ontario. Anybody in Canada, you, you go down to Oshawa, bring your helmet. It's a tough city. <laughs> we've, been, we've, been, we've been going nuts, man. You know, like writing videos, doing live streams. Uh, I started a YouTube channel. We, we were doing different things. Like, I, I think this is a great opportunity for bands to really show everything that they're about, you know. And, and if, if you've got great personalities in the band, let that shit shine, man. Right. You know, yeah, get out there. And that's that's really what it's done. Another kind of happy thing, I guess, is is that um, with the borders being closed right now, there's not a lot of American bands coming down. So we're getting <laughs> everything. <laughs> well, I've, I mentioned how, like, Ticketmaster's toying with this idea of invading That's people's, cool. yeah, yeah, personal cool. fucking shit. Yeah. And I, it's dangerously close to bordering on HIPAA law issues. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, here's my thing, and I and I mentioned this in a, uh, in a uh, meeting we had just the other night, um, was uh, this, this might actually be good because... People are going to be like, you know what? Fuck all that. I'm going to go to an indie show. I'm going to yeah. go where I can have a better time, more of a personal experience even. I mean, just a better all around. I mean, nine times out of ten, you're going to have, um, you know, unless it's a, a shitty experience. I mean, there's always shitty experiences no matter what place you go to. But um, I, 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 I always have such a more memorable time at indie shows because of the people you meet because of the things that you get to do that you don't get to do yeah. in a you know mainstream show it's just fucking sit here and watch and that's it you know that's what you do in a mainstream show at a independent you can meet the band view, all sorts I've had of more fun I've had more fun at, at the indie shows than, than the bigger shows that we play. For a lot of reasons. Because at the bigger shows, you're stuck in the back, you're in the green yes. room, you can't go into the crowd. And even when you want to, you know, most of your handlers don't want you to be out there, right? right? You know, anytime that we do a show, we turn it into a party experience, man. You know, I mean, I guess the, the, the most important thing that a lot of bands have forgotten is to make this shit fun. Right. If you don't make this shit fun anymore, go back and fucking get to the basics. Watch fucking Van Halen in the day. You know what I mean? That's that's how you make shit fun. Make it a party experience. 
you know, I chose, I even take the camera out, man, and just walk around and talk to everybody for hours and live stream that shit. Right. <laughs> well, I remember uh, uh, here, um, I was uh, in a band at the time playing um, at the Boston um, uh, Hard Rock in Boston. Right. Yeah. And when, when you get there, they, they don't even allow, like, say you came with an entourage or whatever of people. They won't even allow most of them where you're, they want you, because they want to make sure, and then at a certain time, you all have to be there and accounted for, because they're running a tight ship. They got a fucking casino out there and everything. So they want you to be where they're, you know, where they told everybody you were going to be. So they'll like shut you in this room and you're not, they don't want you mingling, nothing, because they don't want a chance in you getting hurt, nothing. It's like load in, stay here. And that's almost more of like along the lines of how the mainstream setup is. Is even the band yeah. sometimes doesn't have the control to just go you're out just and hang out. Cog. You're just a small cog in their production, man. I remember one time we were doing an outdoor festival, and and I guess they were worried about because we, you know, they they put the beer out, so we're gonna drink it. <laughs> you bring beer, put, we're drinking it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right. So then, you know, I just remember, you know, they got the two big bodyguards to stand on the thing so they couldn't leave the little gated area, right? And you're stuck in this gated area for like two hours. And everything, everything is hurry up and wait, you know? Right. Hurry up. Don't do anything. Wait right there. Yeah, just wait right here. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, don't get drunk 12 hours later. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Dude, I could have sobered up like five hours ago. <laughs> <laughs> right? And then I'm the bad guy for getting drunk. <laughs> right. Jesus. So, but yeah, it has it has opened up um, a lot of uh, other avenues in in some ways, and I think that uh, because of the what what's going to happen is I think a lot of it there you know these higher heads aren't thinking of how much that this is going to turn around and bite them in the ass where they yeah. may be using parts of this as a tool to be able to control certain facets of the community but in the end this is only going to serve to be your only downfall because when it comes to things where you millionaires need to make money yeah, yeah. well you've now you've scared everybody away from it so now you millionaires are going to make less money you know yeah. so a concert uh, concert's supposed to be an experience man and i don't care if it's the biggest fucking show in the world or a small little show right. that's you know shitty little venue it's got to be an experience and here's where the experience is going right now so they've got their little circles right and this is how it's going to be in indoor festivals too so you're going to have your little chairs you know everybody's going to be segregated you know and it's going to be less people it's just going to be such a sterile you ever been to a concert in japan man that's exactly how it is really it's going to be a completely sterile experience and you're not going to have fun. And nobody wants that, man. It's, right. it's going to be like the rebel music scene, you know, as opposed to the mainstream music scene, you know? Well, there's and really... That, that's what's going to happen. Nobody, no, who wants that? Who wants, who wants to go to a drive-in and watch a band? Right. I, I'm, I'm not into that shit. I think, you know? it's, I think it's cool that they're doing it because, yeah. like, there's yeah. different aspects that I think it's like, okay, so here we go. Now... Um, in the future, when we do those big things like Live Aid, per se, you know, yeah. you'll yeah. be able to say, well, obviously, a big swath of the American community isn't going to be able to go down to Brazil to see Live Aid. But 
you could pay admission here a way cheaper fee to be able to come to the and and we'll try to give you an experience similar to that it's just yeah. instead of where the stage is going to be you'd have vendors all lined up and it would just be a big screen of the you know i could see yeah. Yeah. cool things like that happening where you could make money in a country where you're not even playing because yeah. of the yeah. big especially if it's yeah. for a benefit you know yeah. it's like why well, not I, I, you know i thought for the, the the live streaming and the big screens and stuff it's just what i mean for myself personally i don't right. think that i would go to a concert where i have to stay like as a fan yeah and that's what i'm talking about yeah to do that instead of there but if, if i'm getting paid to play to drive in my well, right we're gonna go fucking drive it right but as a fan i don't want to be stuck in a car the whole concert experience what really got me into music and made me want to be a musician for life man was just the experience mm -hmm. the, the camaraderie the, the feeling the attitude the smell, the sweat, the dirt, you yeah. know, you're not getting that in, in your own, your mom's fucking Volkswagen, right? You, you, you know, well, and you're not getting that in, in circles, you know, all around the I field. I think people you, don't. Well, next you're going to have like little light thingies. Hi, how are you? You, you know, like demolition, man. You know, shit's just getting strange, man. Well, you I know, think people need, don't realize the little things, you know, it's the little things in shows that make it that experience. And when yeah, you take man. all them little things away, you yeah, know, yeah, um, it it definitely just it really just it. Well, like you said, it just sterilizes the experience. Yeah. Well, come on, man. You remember the first time you went to a concert, you bumped into a hot chick. She turned around and gave you that smile. <laughs> <laughs> Forget that shit, you know? Yeah. You're not, you're not getting that in a drive and sitting there watching the band, you know, 80 feet away. Yeah. <laughs> now if you bump into somebody, you got to exchange insurance. <laughs> <laughs> it's, but no, and like. And I think you just called the next pandemic. <laughs> one, man. People's cars out in the drive-ins. Yeah. Well, and like, and when I talk about like, if you were to do like uh, a live stream of a big event like that, I would still hope that it wouldn't be a drive-in event where people would be in their cars. I mean, like, you would recreate that event. People yeah. would be able to mingle and do that same thing. Just yeah. this, the stage that they're looking at happens to be in Brazil. Trumbletrons. Yeah. Right. Sweet. Now, that right there, I could get behind a lot more than everybody stay in your car like we're watching Back to the Future. And yeah, on yeah. the on the on the drive-in screen, you yeah. know, it's just. No, I, I I think that's a great idea, man. You have one of those big-ass screens. You got your vendors, your beer, and you're just in like this gigantic field. Especially, uh, especially for. I mean, I'm all over that. Especially for big causes when you're raising yeah. money for like you know yeah. homeless kids or whatever the case is, you know. Um, well, it's kind of funny. You notice that nobody's really done any fundraisers for COVID, eh? Because no, they, they, they know it's bullshit. They don't want to get caught in that shit. No, no big bands have done, you know, like everybody, if, 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 if look, SARS, SARS was out three weeks later, the Rolling Stones were here doing a friggin', you know, benefit, right? <laughs> it's funny. Somebody had asked me the other day why, why I thought that was. And I said, well, none of these big bands are going to get caught dead doing something that they know is fake. Well, I think there's worries of fraud allegations in the long run. Yeah. Yeah, that, yeah. Wow, all yeah. these bands raised money off, uh, you know, but there, I mean, there has been, but it's always, it's, it's usually for frontline workers or, you know, it's a benefit to help raise yeah. money yeah. to help, um, 
you know, a certain sect of people that have lost work, and that's that's what it's all about. And I, you know, and I think that um, a lot of these uh, rich uh, rock stars that you know are, are making godly amounts of money that they'll never. I mean, their grandkids' grandkids aren't going to be able to spend the money they've made. And yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, that's one hell of a coke habit, <laughs> you know. But um, <laughs> you know, I think it's great when those bands are putting you know back into, especially if they're putting money in to the independent scene and to help bands yeah. on the small stage. Yeah. I think a yeah. lot of that needs. To, I think there needs to be a lot of relief for these venues to which these big bands came from. You know, well, you see, that's that's kind of where I was going with that was is that I'm, I'm really surprised because the the two most hit industries is obviously the entertainment industry and the hospitality industry. You know, throughout the world, you know, never mind mom and pop businesses that have just gone under, but the entertainment industry has been decimated. Like I said, we've been all right because we've been very creative and thinking outside of the, the you know the tinfoil box, right? But. The entertainment industry is devastated. People don't seem to realize there's a lot of people out there, riggers and sound men and lighting guys. Right. This is their career, man. You know, like this is all they did. You know, all the back, the backline guys, support workers. And there's hundreds of them on any regular show. I mean, man, we, we do a festival and we've got four guys doing shit for us as it is, right? You know, big bands have got like 40, 50 guys, 400 guys, you know? Well, just all to set up the stage. When you go yeah. to a show, a lot of people don't realize that while you're <laughs> watching the band play on the stage, the people that yeah. set up that stage are sleeping under the stage because yeah. that's the only time that, you know, because they're going to spend a whole bunch of hours and time ripping that shit apart, packing it up, and <laughs> shipping it off to the next place. Exactly. You know, I mean, and people don't even think about any of those people. And like uh, Mick said here in, uh, in chat. That's you know a good show, man. When everything flows well, you know, you, you, you don't know anybody works there. You just take it for granted that hundreds of hours right. is put for this, this three-hour show, right? Exactly. Yeah. And well, yeah. like uh, uh, Mick said here in uh, chat over on XRP, said, I've never, I never understood why people think that local bands should do benefits when most musicians are poor as fuck. It's like yeah. why? Why do you? Why should indie bands be? Why aren't these big bands doing benefits see, to so support what, that, these the small exactly. stage that they came from? I don't know exactly why. It's oh yeah, indie bands are still so close to the street. You know, we got the grit still. We get it. You, you know, we get it. Mm. When, when I think that you get to a certain point, and I think this is a problem with a lot of big bands. You know, like some of my favorite bands, like Five Finger Death Punch and stuff. Guys that just can't write anymore in my opinion because they've got no grit left they've got no dirt under their fingernails they just they fucking lock and that's why yeah. you get to a certain point they're not living that life no. <laughs> you don't give a fuck right you know and that's that's where i was going to is, is that to me i think it's 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 fucking horrible that a lot of these big bands you know like u2s and stones and stuff and all of them all of them fucking guys mm -hmm. haven't come out and done something for the support workers in that industry in itself because you can't do something it's mind-boggling you know and, and and like i said you know like I, there's i literally know probably about i'd say close to maybe 100 150 people that that's all they did they were either riggers lighting guys sound guys you, you know you, you know these some technicians guitar techs that was it. You know, I mean, even the, even the music stores, they're dead. Just the right. industry in itself, right? And I don't see anybody doing anything. 
And, and the only people that are, like you said, smaller, you know, independent guys and, and things like that, that's it. Nobody else is doing jack shit. Government's not doing anything, you know. Well, it's just, you know, here, get distracted by all of the, the political drama and totally yeah, forget yeah. about the fact that we haven't helped you in months you know, <laughs> it's yeah. like we've been sitting here squabbling about it because yeah. we want to add things into these bills that are supposed to help you. Just send fucking money. Stop. Yeah. Stop. Yeah. Just send Please money. That, Fight about all that other shit another time, yeah. man. <laughs> what the fuck? You're just going to, you know, how are you yeah. going to? And that's that's to all of them. I don't give yeah. a, you know, people can say, well, it's the Democrats turning down the bills and, you know. And the Republicans oh, are bringing well, the bills, but what the fuck? Shit. Both sides are fucking around. Exactly. Mm-hmm. It's like you know, and every and everybody's gonna sit back, and then you know, it's like the ones that can see that wow, we are just being fucking played. You know, yeah. are like yeah. wow, and then they have to watch the rest of everybody squabble back and forth. When it's like yeah. you know, if you all took a step back for a second and looked at this, you'd be like, holy fuck. You know, talk about playing them. Program, I mean, like we talked about earlier, man. It's it's like pitting everybody against each other, you know. And then the money, you know, the relief money. Like I, I know in the states, it's a pittance. In Canada, it's a pittance. They're giving people on on a serve the Canadian emergency benefit, uh, whatever the fuck Justin Trudeau's calling it here. It's you're basically sucking the government's you know titty for milk money, and it's like a couple thousand bucks a month where people couldn't even afford to pay anything. But now people have become reliant on that. Now in Canada, they're talking about it being a basic and universal basic income. Problem with that is just that that's it. The government has just told you you're only worth two thousand a month. That's all you'll ever be. It's all you'll ever do. You, you know, it's that diet socialism bullshit rolling out, right? You, you know, and it's it's a tough pill to swallow. And you're right, both sides. It's it, it's being played out. There's bad actors on both sides. People don't seem to get this. And, and I get this all the time, you know, two years ago, people used to call me, you know, a far leftist. It wasn't right. far left or anything like that. It, it was, my ideology is different than other people's. I believe in everything. I don't believe your side. I don't believe in this side. If this side says something wrong, I'm going to fucking cut on this well, side. Well, it's right? like, it's like what? You can't agree. It's like, I don't care how much you hate the president. If, mm-hmm. if he has done something good, yeah. it deserves to be, you know, like, hey, this is a good idea. This is, yeah. a, wow, look. You know, we can go into a hospital and say, I want an itemized list of everything you are giving me so I can, you know, see, no, I don't need that. Why are you charging me $20 for tongue depressors? Did you even use a tongue depressor? You know, that's, you know, simple stuff like that. Big nature preserves. That's, don't. Don't make people think that every single fucking thing is always bad, man. When you lay that at people's feet, you fuck with their heads. You know, just thinking that the world is burning down all the time so you can get your way. And it's, you know, it's like, that's all it is, is rich people playing games for power and fucking with people's heads. You know? Those those fires are being directed, you know? I mean, it's funny. It's like I said. You, you know, one day somebody will call me a crazy fucking leftist. The next day somebody will tell me that I'm a far rightist. And you, you, you know what I mean? Like, there, there's no constant dissonance in between anybody. You know, like anytime that you disagree with any side, you're, you're called something, right? Right. You, it's like, all of a sudden, if I think, oh, wow, I like that he did that. Oh, fucking Trump supporters. Yeah, 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 yeah exactly. 
No, it's a good idea. We, how are we going to deny reality? It's like, dude, come on, man. Just because you don't like the person doesn't mean, dude, I've had plenty of bosses that I've worked for that I did not like at all. They were assholes. Their wife didn't even like them, you know? But, you know, hey, not only did I like the paycheck, but, you know, at the end of the day, yeah. they, everything they had to say, whether or not they said it like an asshole or not, they were right. And I learned a lot about that profession because of them, you yeah, know? So yeah. to deny that and say, yeah. I might have learned, but fuck that. I don't want because he's an asshole. I don't want to learn from them. It's like, mm. well, yeah, people close themselves off so much. You know, like politics has become a religion. It's yeah, you know? and I'm very happy to say, at least for and myself, I think I bands get myself. stuck in the middle of it too. Yeah. I think bands well, I, really I do. Left or right? I, I'm a centrist. I believe I'm I'm perfectly right. in the middle. I believe a lot of the shit that the left does. I mean, and don't get me wrong. I don't identify with this Democratic or Liberal Party in Canada at all. Right. Yeah, I hear what you're saying. Yeah, I know what you're saying. And I agree with a lot of things that the conservatives and, and the Republicans in the states have done. Donald Trump has done amazing things for the country financially. I don't give a shit what he says. I don't give a shit that he's had an affair with, with a porn star. Good I expect him to. He's a fucking millionaire. <laughs> I mean, duh. Wait. Right. Clinton did it right in the White House and it was no big deal. He should have gotten himself a porn star. You <laughs> can't, you know, give anybody credit for anything good that they've done because... Of what the media says or, or their short-sighted you know vision i mean it's there's so many low information voters out there that right. it really makes me sick like right now you've got you know a presumptive or, or hopeful presidential guy joe biden that is a known racist and segregatist you know but they're calling trump a racist <laughs> right it's you, just you, the you, well you, down you here in florida he sued florida he sued florida yeah. because they had a segregated golf course when yeah. he bought it, the the law, they wanted to keep that shit segregated. He had to sue the state to desegregate the place we know today as Mar-a-Lago. Yeah, he, you yeah. know, and it's like, come on, it's just it yeah. sounds ignorant, and I, you know, but my big thing, and you know, one of the things, it's like again. Are you going to call me a Trump supporter because I think that the whole digital millennial act to get people more money for their work is mm -hmm. is a bad idea i mean i think that thing could have been idea. a lot better what was it the mma act i yeah. thought that could have been a lot better but yeah. it's a fucking yeah. start i mean people were yeah. getting ripped off i mean he's the only one that's even been, been, been listening to it to entertain it and to do something about it which is important because he gets the whole intellectual property well, i think he understands the entertainment industry a little different yeah. So yeah. I think like I think if Reagan would have been around today, or because um, we haven't had many in the entertainment industry that have been world leaders or the president, but I think if yeah. Reagan would have been around today, he probably would have done something similar because yeah, of being in the entertainment industry. Yeah. You know, yeah. um, I think that the people in that industry understand how these people get fucking paid and how they're yeah. not getting paid and. Yeah. You know, well, and you have to remember too that he still has a lot of uh, a lot of royalties from shit like that too, right? So right, yeah, yeah, you know, and, and he'll see the hypocrisy in the way that the payment schemes work. I'm sure, you know, yeah. That's another reason why you see the big social media giants going so die hard against him right now. And it's the same with with Spotify. Spotify donated millions of millions millions of dollars to different candidates in the Democratic Party to help support what he wants, right? Because he wants to break up the whole Spotify thing. Which should it should happen in my opinion. You well, know, they're I mean, buying. You've got um, out there that have like twelve million streams, 
and they're getting like a buck fifty. I know. <laughs> Spotify bothers me on so many levels. I mean, I have recently, you know, said some, some, uh, you know, somewhat complimentary things because of the fact that it's a platform that you can be on the same platform and in the same playlists as a major label artist. Yeah. So you have the potential to get found by random people. Anything that does that, cool. Yeah. But but yeah. but Spotify, why can't you be more like Bandcamp? <laughs> Bandcamps they even they even for yeah. you know uh, forfeit all uh, monies on Fridays. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They do it all the time. Yeah. Look at all. The, yeah. No, they'd rather go buy more companies. So yeah. they're buying now. They're trying to corner the whole podcast market right now. Mm -hmm. So well, I mean, if you break that shit down, right? So I mean, we take recording very serious. You know, our first CD, we won best. Uh, it was best internationally produced uh, CD. I think it was like 2015 or whatever, right? But we take it very serious. We spent a lot of money on this shit, man. You right. know, like, you take everything pride in your I, work. I, I, I have my own studio, so you know we, we do that. But I mean, you send it out for for a final couple of mixes. Mastering, you know, yeah. That's that's four to five hundred bucks right there mm -hmm. at least. Then you send it out to get mastered, and if you're not sending it out to the best masters, you know, like Lacquer, they do everything Guns and Roses. That's another five to six hundred bucks. By the time you're done, man, one song is costing you about fifteen hundred bucks. You know, if you're doing it right. Then you're sending it up to these cock fucks and you're getting like a penny per thousand listeners. Like, <laughs> it makes no me at all, man. Like, at all. Somebody had said to me the other day, if you had the opportunity, because I've been to a lot of meet and greets in the music industry and stuff like that. I got to meet some interesting people, you know, people that I would probably never choose to work with anyways, you know, but um, they said to me, what would you say if you, if you met the dude? And I can't remember the Spotify's guy's name. And I just said, I wouldn't say anything. The first thing I would do is I'd take one of his teeth home with me. And then he, <laughs> I've heard this. I'm too fairy. You know? Put it on my chain. I'm gonna wear it proudly. It's, it's, it's dude. It's friggin' bullshit. You, I mean, a million, a million streams, and you won't make the money that you spent into that song. And what's his suggestion? More content. Yep. More often. And he's behind the scenes right now, trying to get it, get that whole uh, thing amended, the MMA Act amended. So he can make even more money and give people even less money. It's just ridiculous. We call that being a hoarder, and usually that's a sickness. It's an illness, right? But when you're hoarding money, apparently it's okay. See, <laughs> and it's, it gets me because there has been plenty of millionaires and stuff that have come into these industries and monopolized in areas yeah. where... You know, and that's another thing. When I when I was growing up, I learned in school that monopolies were bad. That you cannot mm -hmm. allow and allow one company to monopolize a whole yeah. industry. Yeah. What have we done well, today? The, we're letting that. companies do that, and it's yeah. you know, right yeah, no, and I, left. I think our teachers were all wrong, man. Apparently, they didn't get the government. Uh, you know. Because I, I, I heard the same thing, you know what I mean? I heard that, you know, mainstream media used to be true. And, right. Uh, <laughs> I, I would love if we went back to the days of, like, Walter Cronkite, where they just read the facts and they didn't, right. yeah. they didn't yeah. reframe and restructure the way to... T I mean, these people can literally tell you good news and make it sound bad. You yeah, know, to yeah. where you come away bummed out. Holy shit, they said there was going to be world peace. Oh, my God. 
<laughs> it's well, like I watched this whole thing with Chris Cuomo a couple of weeks ago, and they were talking about Donald Trump getting his fourth Nobel Peace Prize, right? And they're like, "Look at how far they've gone down four Nobel Peace Prizes, and one of them was for actually not starting any new wars." Like they were upset for the fact that he didn't start any wars. Like they made it seem like a bad thing. I'm like, hang on a second, and my son's listening to this, right? And he's looking at me, he's confused. And I'll go, it's okay, buddy. It's a good thing. Four, there's no wars. It's a good thing. And he's like, the fuck is this? <laughs> so they're talking about this dude that 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 was able to to, to, to broker peace in the Middle East, which it's never happened. Right. Not in the scale that it is now. Put put an embassy in Jerusalem. Been able to get the Palestinians and, 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 and the Israelites to, to sign an agreement, which never happened. Had started no new wars, but God damn, what a bad thing this is, right? You know, nobody's bombing and shit. I'm like, and, and, and I didn't even really know about any of this shit. And I'm like, fuck me. If I thought this guy was an ass clown before, I think he's pretty goddamn cool now. You, you know, like, me, you're not helping your, your case. With me, I'm, I'm, look, I, I'm always a big proponent of, you know, protecting the lands and all mm -hmm. that, but... I have a lot of friends and family and stuff that are in the military, and I've been watching a lot of, you know, I've had a lot of uh, friends and folks, you know, not make it back. And I've, yeah. I've also yeah. made friends that are permanently fucked because of being in the military and serving over in deserts to protect fucking oil and, exactly. you know, and it's like, so no matter who it is, if, you know, like, if the next guy, no matter who that, or girl, whatever, uh, mm -hmm. if there's no war during that time, you get a fucking thumbs up from old Kill Logic on that front. I mean, yeah. I don't I give a fuck. Stop sending people over to the meat grinder. I don't care who you are. <laughs> Stop doing it. If you're not doing it, you get an old pat on the back. At a fucking boy. <laughs> well, you know, and then you, you've got men and women, you know, in the Middle East and around the world dying for oil. And, our, and what do our gas prices do? Right. They, they keep going up. You, you know what I mean? I mean, that blood in the sand isn't helping anybody, man. Right. It's, you know, except for the neocons. But, you know, it's just not helping anybody. You yeah. Know? So, yeah, I no new wars. Yeah, I, yeah. I can dig okay. that, man. <laughs> I mean... You know, like again, um, no matter it, who it, it, if somebody is able to broker that kind of peace and somewhat, even kind of, sort of stabilize that area that we've spent so long destabilizing, um, you know, and and even on the music front, do you know yeah. how many yeah. fucking bands and musicians there can face certain death because of you know music? I mean, yeah. I get yeah. I get well, listeners that they just, just, uh, they if, just uh, executed that dude in Iran, man. For uh, he was a musician who spoke out against the states. I uh, probably spoke out against the uh, the uh, the state, the right. Iranian state. Uh, I think he was. I'm not sure if he's a rapper. I was actually reading about him. I was gonna do. Uh, I was gonna do a little uh, rant about him, man. And uh, the United States, everybody, everybody on both sides, the Democrats and Republicans. Uh, the, the conservatives in Canada, the liberals, everybody around the world had sent, you know, the Clem trying to get this guy clemency. And they, Moran was just like, you know, fuck him. Yeah. <laughs> he, the, he's dead. And, and they filmed it and they sent it out there, man. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. That, now that's fucked up. You, you know what I mean? I mean, that's, 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 
some telltale shit. It's like, you know, uh, in Korea and, and China. You right. Know, that it happens like every day, you know? For yeah. anybody uh, just tuning in, because uh, we've brought in some other networks here. Anybody just tuning in, we're <laughs> talking to Sean Strife of Social Strife. You can uh, go find Social Strife on all your favorite social media networks. You can find them um, at their website, which is www.socialstriferock.com. And Twitter, YouTube. And you can find Mr. Strife here. He's also got um, a YouTube channel and stuff aside from um, Social Strife with all sorts of commentary. Um, A lot having to do with a lot of uh, some of the topics uh, we've been talking about uh, today. So, uh, yeah, definitely if uh, you're interested. You get that Sean Strife rants at uh, YouTube. Awesome. But, yeah, that's it's basically the same kind of shit we were talking about today, man. (laughs) Well, and, and, you know, and and there we go right there with, like, uh, the, the social media giants here. They've really seen fit. It's like... They don't have a problem using that DMCA to strike people down or whatever, but it's like, yeah, say some shit they don't like, and they'll boot you right off, no matter what it, you know, it's like if it goes against the fucking agenda or whatever, and they're booting people off, and it's like, all you're really doing is making people want to seek that out more, and yeah, you're, yeah. and then you're just showing <laughs> your true colors. The foot, you know, and and in my opinion, the social media giants have completely stepped and shit all over um, um, uh, Section Two Thirty in the United States, the uh, Telecommunications Act. They they they're acting like publishers with a bias, you know. And the whole point of of, of uh, Two Thirty was is that they wouldn't get sued by third party by third parties on their, their right. site. They were other people uploading stuff, and they'd have to take responsibility for it, you know, as opposed to a newspaper. You know that is open to liability and lawsuits. You know, and, and again, newspapers have opinions, a point of view, which social media clearly does. You know, when you right. see conservative voices getting getting uh, uh, banned and, and shadow banned. I mean, I was I was getting banned and shadow banned. You know, like way back. You know, and, and I was going hard against both sides, right? Right. But I I never ever gotten banned for anything that I've ever said about any far left groups. It's only been when I've talked about the left. Only right, right, and that's a huge thing. I mean, when you talk about the influence that these these social media giants have, I mean, so think about mainstream news media just for one second. So there are literally thousands of radio stations, magazines, publishers, uh, online platforms, newspapers for all of this stuff, and they're all owned by six corporations. Right. Yeah. Ninety percent of everything that you see and hear every day now factor in the social media giants that have the hugest share of anything. And that's shaping elections, that's shaping minds, that's shaping opinions based on bullshit. How many fact checks have you seen on things that were literally true, you know, but right. when again, a leftist narrative, but they won't put that shit on anything that we know it's is bullshit. bullshit. <laughs> that's, you, know, yeah. you know, who checks the fucking fact checkers, right? And it's, who are the fact checkers? If you look at it, a lot of times it's people like PolitiFact and stuff like that and, you know, political and that and like, you guys are so far left. You can't trust the goddamn thing that you're saying anymore. Well, you know, it's just an, it's, it's there really is no, no in between avenues, not right. with Twitter or Facebook or Instagram, anyways. Well, and the thing is, is at the same time, and I've been talking about this a lot. It's like when it has to do with like music on these platforms. It's mm-hmm. like having to swim through sewage 
just to nope. get at the stuff that you want to find. And, <laughs> you know, and I mean, we've been, uh, we, we just, uh, we partnered up with, uh, here at XRP, we partnered up with uh, CoSound. It's right a brand on. new um, um, app, which is a social media platform, but it's solely music driven. Yeah, so, uh, yeah. you know, I highly recommend people go over and check that out because, you know, there's a lot of us that we only use social media for the music aspect of what we're doing to get to get mm -hmm. our stuff out there to get, you know, with me, it's to, hey, come look at all these bands, you know, yeah. and I try to incorporate as much as I can into what I'm doing at any given time. Uh, but it's not creating any drama or hate or discontent. So it gets pushed way down on the whole, you yeah. know, important you know list and anything that is drama or bullshit or just stuff to stir people up is risen to the top and a musician has to work so friggin hard just to get some normal traction yeah. I mean I was talking about it just this morning and you know I was saying um, uh, uh, Richie from Gravehopper he would um, know, know a lot about this. I mean, just the, the amount of networking and stuff that you need to do just to be seen on an average level is yeah, 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 mind-boggling. I mean, the industry's changed a lot, and and in my opinion, it's changed a lot for the good in, in that manner. You know, and and it, you know, we'll get back to that whole Spotify right yeah. thing. But as far as the social media platforms and that go. It's kind of like what we were talking with COVID. If you're, imagine if you're creative, if you're willing to put yourself out there, there's a ton of other avenues that have opened up where you can get rid of all these bullshit record companies and ARs and shit mm -hmm. like that. Like I've been signed to two different labels in my life. One of them we walked away from. Another one, you know, they, they wanted to shine me up and, and make me like fucking Paul McCartney or something, right? <laughs> and attention. This is about as fucking shiny as I can. <laughs> Social media platforms, you can really kind of project who you are as a band so much better than than before. Because, like I said before, it, it, the bands that I've always you know kind of a, a fond for or, or, or always you know really liked were bands that were about something. You know, like mm -hmm. Arrows. You know, those guys were dirty ass cockfucks. They were out there parting that shit up. Yeah, and you dug that. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Zeppelin. You know those those type of things, right? Which I think is really lacking in music today. There's there's no personalities, there's no attitudes. There's like no real rock stars left, man. There's no danger in rock and roll. It's it's got to be that. And social media is giving you that opportunity to kind of just do it, you know, as a 360, visually, musically, you know, personality, everything. Yeah, but you're right. You got to wade through a lot of bullshit, man. It's a lot, ridiculous. A lot of crap. <laughs> you know, to kind of get there. <laughs> you got a. Uh... Some peeps. I want to go back to uh, one of the things um, we uh, well we were talking about the uh, the Spotify thing, and um, they were talking about uh, <coughs> benefits and stuff like that. And okay. chat. Hot smoker yeah, yeah. Don't yeah. No, don't get nervous. <laughs> yeah, and you know, and that's like like you were saying too. Like I I think I think that. The the mainstream going a little bit overboard, it, it might benefit the indie stream because, like, you know, you want to mention the whole Spotify thing. Inside Twitch, Twitch mm -hmm. has made its own music platform 
Oh, I have uh, no idea. Called uh, Soundtrack. I just uh, put up a video about it not too long ago. And what it what it is is basically it's their own in-house Spotify, but it's solely driven on independent music. Wow, so that's cool. they are they're hooked up with um, like uh, uh, SoundCloud, CD Baby, Nuclear Blast, a, a ton <laughs> of labels that um, and promo companies and distribution uh, companies and more are coming. Now right. they've been getting hit hard from the DMCA. Now all of a sudden, because they've been able to just kind of streamers have been able to just play music via their Spotify accounts yeah, on their yeah. streams. Yeah. Well, that's against copyright laws, but it's been kind of, ah, people are yeah, really there. So the, but they're starting to get harder with that shit. Right, well, now that now that the big mainstream companies have to kind of nickel and dime everybody to get all the money they need, they're, they have yeah. now yeah. directed that towards Twitch. Well, here's the thing. Now they're trying to take Twitch to court um, because... They, they basically what they want to do is they want to force Twitch to buy licensing fee to buy licensing. Yeah, yeah. so and, Twitch can open their own avenue and just circumvent that whole thing. Well, and Twitch is like, no, we're gonna go with indie creators, and then um, yeah, and then these uh, uh, these lawyers representing the mainstream, all of a sudden, were worried about the fact that independent creators might be getting their music used without permission as well. Well, here's the thing. They've already set it up. Right. All of a sudden, they're worried about indie. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's hilarious. And uh, <laughs> Twitch has already set, and I even explained it in the video, how now, now when you upload or you do any business with... Um, with CD Baby or anything, um, there there will be the option for them to upload your music or make it available through Twitch Soundtrack. Yeah. So you have yeah, to yeah. give permission. And there's other steps you can take as well to get kind of moved up on that roster, like being a Twitch creator helps. But yeah. um, because then they get to point to a Twitch channel. They don't, yeah, exactly. you know, they don't, they don't, now they're not worried about you going off campus to go check this band out because the band's right here on Twitch. Yeah. So they're going to be more apt to point you at those bands, which, yeah. hey, yeah. you know, I think it's cool. Which I think that it's they, a great idea. Yeah. Yeah, uh, Twitch, is a, Twitch is a good platform. There's there's a ton of really cool platforms out there right now. I just joined uh, Parlor, which yeah. I found it's, it's, it's not very diverse yet. It's yeah. <laughs> Kind of one-sided, which I, I'm not too cool with because I love debating and and, and, and and arguing the truest sense, the earnest sense of, of arguing with people. Right. If not screaming and yelling, you know, you cocksucker, you, you know. But you know, having good, good, heated debate with somebody that actually knows what the hell they're talking about—it's great for the soul, man. Right. Well, it helps yeah. you learn too because yeah, if you're not having, if you're not having a you know a responsible type of debate with somebody. Yeah. Um, you're never getting your your ideas expanded or hey wait a minute I never thought about it like that I've been looking at this all wrong and yeah. They, yeah. that could a debate a healthy debate could change your mind you know but you're not gonna well, browbeat people into it a bit differently which is important you, you know and, and that's what the whole thing is about this is really what we're lacking right now you know which is 
is kind of the you know the the, the other side. The other side is Facebook and, and Twitter, right? Where anytime you go on there, now I like to have intelligent debates with people, but generally what you get from those sides of the debate is, oh, you cocksucking neo-Nazi racist, just like All right. oh, fuck. <laughs> Calm down, bro. All I said was hello. How are you? <laughs> That's how you open up your conversation. So, you know, I'm always going to be the first one to come back and just beat the shit out of you with facts and make you look like a jackass. Yeah. You know, but if you had started with the, hey, look, Strife, you know, I don't agree with what you're saying. This is what I think. Then I'll get back to you respectfully, right? You know, but you don't get that on Twitter. You don't get that on Facebook. Right. You, you do sometimes. Yeah. There are some people that are like that, which is really refreshing because you don't get that a lot from the left. And anytime that I argue from somebody on the right, usually they've got their shit and their facts together. Right. Most times. I'd say a whole lot more times than, you know, the, the other side. <laughs> <laughs> but Parler is, is very is, is very one-sided at the moment anyways. Well, you know, I, got, I, I got no. Which is unfortunate, you know, because it's good to have everybody in there. Right. Well, I got in a little bit of a argument the other day with um, I'm not going to put him on blast or anything, but no. a guy from a, a another band, a pretty big band uh, up north, mm. and um, because um, a few of us uh, promoters and people were were bouncing back and forth like some new platforms that have opened up that right. hey we got to go make accounts because people there. They need to, you know, and it's like, look, I realize you see these people as this thing, as, you know, Republican or, or this, or, you know, this is a right leaning platform. I see them as people. Stop being a bigot. You know, this whole, oh, they're Trump supporters, blah, blah, blah. What, what next? You're going to start labeling water fountains, you dickheads. I mean, Mm -hmm. come on, man. It's, so I, these are these people, people that it. I'm bringing music to. If you exactly. just close yourself off and stay on Facebook, it's like, okay, how much stuff has just Facebook and Twitter helped you alone? Yeah. You've yeah. had to go other places. Now, if they yeah. tell you all these other places are bad, they have the racisms in them and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. man. Yeah, yeah it, it, it's getting nuts. And, and here's the thing, too, is, is that I would never be one of those musicians that tell people who they should support or who they shouldn't support. But I am a big mouth and I am an opinionated asshole. So I will point out facts on different things that bother me on both sides. But I don't think that a musician or anybody that has any kind of a platform should be telling people specifically what they should think or who they should think for, which I think is wrong. And we have a lot of, of, of other you know bigger bands in, in Canada that I argue with all the time. Right. Their, their ideology is so fucking fucked up, it's not even funny. I mean, they're out there, you know, supporting shit that, that's not going to look bad, you know, not going to look good for them. Which Down the road, right. A week later, for fuck's sakes. Because they're trying to gu- get garner, you know, popularity because they support the latest bullshit that's happening in the world. Right. Which I think is Which wrong. could change in a heartbeat yeah. and all of a sudden everybody goes, no, that's bad now. Yeah, and yeah, yeah, now yeah. it's like, wow, I just poured my whole band's identity into this shit. You know, it's like, yeah. Oh, yeah. don't do it. Yeah, but that's the new commodity right now, and a lot of musicians are picking up on that. And it's not like it was back in the day, you know, like I said before, with the gonzo musicians that were actually speaking out about real shit. Right. Yeah, yeah. You've got you've got a lot of, of, of uh, you know, self-padding musicians out there just trying to latch on because they think it's going to do something for their career. They're already seeing that they've made a huge fucking mistake. 
Yeah. And, and those are the people that bother me the most. Yep. You expect this shit from Hollywood because Hollywood's just a bunch of people reading lines that somebody else wrote for them. Right. So there's there's, there's no... You there know, used to be being told what to say. <laughs> but but at least as far as... I mean, I'm a writer first, a lyricist, you, 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 you know, like I write music. So that's where the creativity comes from. I mean, in, in that position, you should speak out. You should have something to say, but you shouldn't tell people how to think. Right. And that's where you cross the line where a lot of these cock fucks are driving me crazy with right now. You know, they're just out there telling people and they can't understand why they're losing fans. They're losing people that support them left, right, and crazy. So you yeah. don't tell people what to think, man. You don't do that. Help them. Right. But don't tell them. Share you know? stories, share ideas, but telling yeah. people that they are bad or they're wrong or they're whatever because yeah. they, yeah, that, you know, that's part of the it's exactly. like, and here's the thing. It's, it's not that they are this thing that you see. It's just that's the way you see it. And it doesn't necessarily mean that's correct. You know, mm -hmm. and when you paint a whole swath of the population as a certain thing, whether it be racist or whatever, you're a bigot. You can't yeah, do that. Yeah, exactly. You can't do that. You can't no matter, even if they're white people. <laughs> you cannot well, do that. It makes you just as bad as what and when you and when you involve your band or whatever into it, you take a big risk and yeah. totally yeah. squash and whatever you worked for. Yeah. Well you see, and those are the bands, like I said before, those are the bands that I associate with more that I identify with, the bands that are willing to take a risk. You know, I mean when when I started speaking out against the bullshit, like I said, you know, a couple of years back, I wrote a protest song against our conservative government, right. which was uh, Bill C-51, which was an anti-immigration law thing that I just didn't agree with. So, I mean, I've been on both sides. You know, I've been walking that cusp, you know, of, of right. speaking out against the left and the right, because I just, I, I, I don't go for bullshit, you know, common sense every fucking time. Mm -hmm. But but when I'm protesting against conservatives or, you know, or, or something stupid that happened, nobody's fucking getting pissed off. If I say something about the left side, Everybody's losing their fucking minds, man. It's like blue Kool-Aid all over the goddamn street. <laughs> I, I'm not even kidding, man. You, you, you know, I mean, you can take the tamest little thing, point out simple little facts, you, you know, that, right. you know. And people have just gotten so entrenched in there. <laughs> They've gotten so entrenched in their, you it's know, religion. team. And yeah. it's, they've lost their way, you know, and it's yeah. like, look, man, you're carrying water for people that don't give a fuck about you. Hey. You know, mm -hmm. and exactly. yep. it's, and it yeah. really, and, you know, and like, like I said, with the, you know, the way you, you approach political or things like that is, is more like, um, like I would compared to like how rage against the machine does it you put the story out there you put the you know um and it gets people thinking you know um grave Huffer has a way of um doing songs about a lot of historical things yeah, that yeah. when you put them into context it's like holy shit <laughs> wait a minute here yeah, we've yeah, been yeah. all fussing about this and this shit happened well, what the fuck? Why, you know? And it's like, well, now I, I kind of feel silly, <laughs> you know? And, but exactly. it's all because of presenting a story and, you know, yeah. saying, hey, here's what happened and here's, but yeah. we're not going to tell you how you should think about it and how, yeah. you know, it's, 
That's yeah, exactly. Well, and you, I think you really hit it on the head earlier when you said that the way that, you know, things are presented. I, I look at this, it's like, it's how everything is packaged right now. And everything is packaged negatively from the, the mainstream media. And that's how they want to do that, because they want you to believe their side of the narrative, which has really gone wrong with news. news. They don't report the news anymore. The news stations are now creating news, right? which is opposite what a fucking reporter is right? i know it. they're literally making shit up it's you yeah. can go verify that or just like some of the stupid shit they say it's like yeah. that's not even how this works what are you doing yes. <laughs> it's like, frustrating for me because you see like you can obviously see this 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 bias i mean you see it i see it oh yeah obviously everybody does percentage of the world sees it but there's still that fucking few that just don't seem to get it you know well, what i mean they're like Oh no no no! CNN and those wretched hags from the View said that this was this. And this was this. <laughs> I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? Well, people, people right now are stuck in this this hate rut, and yeah. Yeah. they they know they know they're mad, and sometimes they don't understand exactly. They just they're fucking mad, and now they have something that's like validating their hate. So they have these hate machines that say. Yeah, it's all right to hate. And here, here's more reasons to hate more. And and you know, and dude, it's it's unhealthy. No matter, mm -hmm. you know, and it's like if you think that they're going to stop when this guy goes away, they're just well, going to repurpose everything. It the media it never does. Really good. We need to start holding the media more accountable. You know what I mean? And that's what it is. I think it's, it's self-hatred. Mm -hmm. And the media taps into that. Because people, most people are very unhappy, you know, with their lives, what they have to do, the things that are happening in their lives. And it only comes down to one thing. It's choices. You either make a choice to do the right fucking thing and be happy, or you're going to be unhappy. But the media is very good at tapping into this and kind of twisting it and creating this narrative where it's this person's reason is the reason why you're, you know, not getting this or you're unhappy. Right. Because this when person. it's much more Who's nuanced. You're the fucking reason why you're not happy. So smarten the fuck up, pull up your panties, and get on with it. Exactly. And that's the problem. And people need to hear that shit. It's the tough love. I have people coming up and saying, oh, I didn't get a job because then I go, no, dude, I wouldn't hire you. You're a fucking idiot. That's the reason why you get that And people need that honesty, man. People need to know, look, you're a fucking dumbass. You're irresponsible, or you're this, or you're that, or you're this. That's why you didn't fucking get it. It's nobody else's fault. The chick doesn't like you because you're a douchebag. You, you 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 trashed your car because you were drinking. This isn't somebody else's yeah. fucking fault. <laughs> you, you know what I mean? Exactly. Up. <laughs> and that's what it is. They've tapped into that. And there's a lot of really unhappy people. White people, black people, brown people, rainbow people. There's a lot of really unhappy people. But if you tell the rainbow people that the white people, the reason why they're not happy, the rainbow people are going to start to believe that because that's all they hear. But you tell the black people the only reason they can't have that job is because of the white people, which is fucking bullshit. Yeah. You know, or you tell the white guy this is happening because of this and this, and they're like, oh, you know, like, and it's all bullshit. You, you know, the first thing you got to do is fucking look in the mirror and start realizing that you're the problem. Right. You know, I you're think, the problem. Uh, I think you know, a lot I, of people don't. I was talking to this guy the other day, and he's saying, dude, why do you keep staring at me really weird? Everybody's been staring at me all day. And, and it was kind of bad. I looked at him and said, look, dude. You've got these long ass fucking hairs that are sticking out of your nose and it's distracting the hell out of you. Serious. <laughs> right? <laughs> and How do people live with that? Let's let's <laughs> hold on to that for a moment. How do you have these fucking hairs this long, like longer than your mustache? You trimmed your mustache, 
But now you have these fucking hairs that come out. It's like a second mustache coming out of your nose, man. It's like... Well, and he, he ended up thanking me, right? <laughs> Dave, he's like, you know, people have been looking at me weird. He's pissed off and everything, right? And I mean, it's, it's a funny little joke that happened, but, you know, it's, it's the not truth. Bothering. People are hearing the truth a lot more often, you know? The world doesn't suck. You're the asshole. You, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you have no friends because you're an <laughs> asshole, Karen. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Sorry for any Karens out there. I'm sure you're lovely. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but um, you know, and I think um, you know, like uh, there's a I noticed like to get on the um, you know, the uh, depression thing. Obviously, this uh, locking people down unnaturally and for, I mean, this is like, wow, we've had worse things than this and we didn't just destroy people's lives over it. I mean, tuberculosis killed 1.5 million people last year. 10 million people contracted tuberculosis. We don't have a cure for it. Yeah. Nobody said shit. Nobody said a damn thing. We don't even talk about tuberculosis. And it's an active problem in our prison systems. It kills people every day. Nobody says a fucking thing about it. You know why? Because they can't use it to, you know? Well, we have millions millions of prescription deaths every single year. Prescription drug deaths every single year. Mm -hmm. Nobody says anything because it would hurt the pharmaceutical Well, they only talked about it when it was helping their cause. Cancer. Now, if you just break it down to just one cancer, now let's say breast cancer, you know, there's about 50 to 60 million, uh, pardon me, thousand people in in every little country that die every year. So it's millions across the board Mm -hmm. in the world. And then if you take in all the cancers, right, that's literally millions of people, millions of people that die every year. But there's no pandemic, there's no epidemic, there's none of the suicides. We actually have more suicides, and this is the truth, because once we've gotten down to, in Canada, our numbers are, are less than 9,000 actual total deaths. Which is funny, because if you look at the flu and influenza deaths from, from 2019, they're actually higher, we're lower right, right now. So I don't know what the fuck they're talking about, pandemic or anything. And I'm not saying that, that COVID isn't real. I'm right. sure it's somewhere it's real. I I, I just haven't met it. Seen it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, hey, you must be COVID. Hi. <laughs> because I spent a lot of time in Walmart, and I've got, like, the residue of that fucking force field stuck to me, you know, where it can't get you. Plus, I peaceful protest a lot, too, right? So there is right. that. that. Yeah, that, <laughs> that's a big help. But it, it's incredible, dude. We, we've just learned that the human trafficking ring for children around the world literally has millions of children in their fucking custody. Millions. We don't hear jack shit. Well, my big thing is... is Infections every single day. Nobody's dying from COVID. Only people that were already going to die about third or or secondary conditions and shit like that. That's it. That's it. I mean, there are... Yeah, there there are uh, deaths from people that have issues and all that. And nobody is trying to delegitimize. It's just... The way we've gone about this is yeah. all wrong. And well, it's been allowed it's to be used as a political fucking yeah. weapon. And it's yeah. it's it can't well, carry on like this. That we've already talked about with the Great Reset, Agenda 2030, the old It's Agenda right there. They're not even hiding uh, it. Uh, yeah. 
Yeah. I mean, and again, in my opinion, I mean, you couldn't see anything more perfectly rolled out, right? First thing you do is let people know something's happened, scare the absolute shit out of them, and give them completely fucked up information every five seconds, right? Tell them this works, then two minutes later, tell them this doesn't work. Tell them this works, tell them this doesn't work. You get to the point where people just believe and eat up anything that anybody tells them. You know, you have old reputable doctors, or at least that we're told, like Dr. Fauci in, in, in the States and Dr. Burks. Dr. Burks is fantastic. She's one of the only ones that's actually gone against the, the CDC and, and the WHO. Right. And then in Canada, you've got the fascist Dr. Tam telling people to use glory holes and, and only fuck from behind so you don't cough on your thing. I'm like, are you kidding me, man? <laughs> <laughs> oh, so spreading fucking sexually transmitted diseases <laughs> is fine. Get <laughs> this. She's talking about, you know, like 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 let's 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 boost up the anal sex because it's a less chance of, of, of getting COVID. So now let's start reintroducing AIDS into the fucking world, right? How can like, I make this work for me with my wife? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And, and again, it all does make sense. I mean, you look at what's happening. So one of the first things that happened was is we decimated mom and pop businesses, right? We did. We completely decimated them. And all the corporations are taking over, as in Agenda 2030, the, the old Agenda 21. And what's the second thing that we did? We got rid of cash, right? We're almost cashless across the board. Right, yeah. They're right? trying. So what we become cashless. We start getting on, on, on a social, uh, financial, social scale, like China does uh, their social checking thing, right? Where, you know, everything is through your chip, your credits, like Blade Runner, right? Mm -hmm. So look, go, you've been a bad fucking guy. 20 credits from you, you gotta save your house and lick a truck, electric dog lock on your door, click in. <laughs> you know, like, and people giggle, but this is what's happening. It's already, it's, this is what it's like in China. You know, you can't travel unless your social rating's a certain thing. You know, they've already talked about, we talked about this, the vaccine to go to concerts. What makes you think that this whole vaccine, how do you think they're going to make you take it? Right. By not letting you go out of your house, not letting you shop, not letting you go see your friends, not letting you go to birthday parties, funerals, weddings, a a anything. You're stuck in your house until you decide to take the vaccine. Well, the People thing think is, it's all going to be pew pew and firing guns and shit. They're not going to fire a shot. You're going to get stuck in there and you're going to get shamed by the sheep. The thing is, is, you know, they, they, and, and I look at this, a lot of it is, I see, you know, from my view yeah, i'm looking yeah. at it through the scope of the independent and in, you know entertainment industry and then all the little people all yeah. the way up that yeah. this is affecting and all the things that people don't think about all the just regular people working all the people that make our lives possible on a day-to-day -day. it's like you know i i see uh, it's just it's well, you know what? You hit it right there with that whole sigh. It, it, it's fucked. It is. I mean, the entire thing, when you see the, the devastation that it's done, as we talked about our brothers and sisters in the music community, you know, they've completely lost their fucking job. We've so caused more devastation by trying to fix this fucking problem yeah. than the problem yeah. would have. It's yeah. like, yeah. you know, it's come on, man. I, I know, just... even recommending, pardon me, the, the WHO, which should have no credibility left anyways at this point. Right. But the, the WHO on their website is even recommending against the lockdown. Right. Like the CDC even says no lockdowns. Yeah. In Canada, in Canada alone, we're looking at about 35,000 suicides. Now, we can't attribute them all to COVID, but right. this is 25% more than any other year. 
And 25% is according to our, to our government. Kind of you a no-brainer. Right? So I'd say it's probably closer to 40% oh, yeah. higher previous years. You, okay. you know what I mean? You know, I was just checking out the uh, the Stats Can Ontario for, for a YouTube video I'm going to do a little bit later today. We had something like 5,200 deaths uh, this year. Uh, last year, the year before 2019, it was like 53,000 with the common flu and, and influenza and all that. So we're actually down, and this is Stats Can Canada. Like, right. this is the place you get your fucking sources from. Like, this is the place I go to all the time. Anybody says where you get your sources from. And you get it from fucking CNN, Fox News, MSBNC, blah, blah, blah. I get it right from the government sources. So you can't argue that shit. But you can't, because you know the government isn't relaying the, the straight well, truth to you, right? They, you know? they use these, they pick and choose, and then they, they, they'll take yeah. these numbers, and the way that they approach them, like, now all of a sudden, cases, 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 yeah. cases. Yeah. But they don't mention that, you know, they, 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 or they'll hardly mention that, well, the deaths are really low. But the cases, yeah. the cases, the cases, cases well, everywhere. Yeah. And it's like, calm the fuck down, man. Jesus. And then you find out of all these cases, or, or they call infected, right? Which, which you know, they're, they're, they're starting that anyways, because they've got the, the COVID uh, quarantine centers being built in Canada and the United States. There's one being built about uh, 25 miles away from where I actually live. The, really? The COVID, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. This is your, your concentration camps, North America, right? <laughs> COVID, COVID <laughs> tracing. <laughs> they talk about infections, and you notice that that a lot of them are starting to say that now, because infection sounds a little more... Uh, yeah! Right? They use clever you know? wording to get people in the, the subconscious. But they, they, they don't talk about hospitalizations. Now, tell me, how many people have been hospitalized? Because the truth is, is that no system in the entire world, Italy wasn't overrun, their hospital center wasn't overrun. They had something like 1,200 doctors come forward and say, this is bullshit. Right. We've had 25 respirators in every hospital, at any given time, we may have had two or three people on it. It wasn't overrun. And you notice that they never took pictures or video footage of the hospitals in Italy. You won't find any, believe me, because I looked and I spent hours looking. All you'll see is people stuck in their balcony singing and stuff. You know, right. for all the people that died. Well, who the fuck died? Right. Who the fuck died? The only people that died was because of fucking Andrew Cuomo and all these goddamn Democratic senator, uh, uh, governors putting people in old age homes. And who yeah, the that fucking was that thought that that was a great idea? Let's put the infected of the world's worst disease that's going to kill all diseases in with the sick and the elderly. Because that's going to work out well, right? Uh, you, you know what I mean? And you know why they did that? Because they have to pad the numbers. There has to be deaths. Right. Or shit isn't going to work. You well, I didn't I mean? understand how if, if New York was so overrun and so out of control in the hospitals, why did he not use the help that was given? They pulled up a well, ship. That was offered. They yeah. they pulled yeah. up a ship. They built ten hospitals. Yeah. None of it. He'd rather yeah. ship people off to fucking nursing homes. Yeah. It just made no sense, and it was all it was all political hatred, and people yeah, got no, killed because of it, and that's all yeah. it was. And yeah. you know, and almost got the balls to come out with a book. Poor people that didn't give a fuck about votes. You know? History's going to be very unkind to this cop fucker, man. Very, very unkind to that guy. Yeah, no, who writes a book during a fucking... It's like everything was so fucking that... You were writing a book this whole time, yeah, bro? Time the book. <laughs> maybe, maybe wait a year to release that and make it seem like you didn't write it during the well, time where you were supposed to be overrun. He's got to get ahead of the narrative, though, right? You yeah. know what I mean? That's what he's trying to do. It's just but, I mean, think, just think about that for a minute. So we, we already know, at least here in Canada, that our hospitals were not overrun. It, it didn't happen. 
You, you know, like right. it, it didn't happen. I know now, of we, hospitals that got hit pretty hard, but they didn't stay that way, and they weren't over capacity. No. Yeah, you know? yeah. You know, and just wait. You know, they're talking about the, you know the, the 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 second wave. Now we know the second wave is coming because people are going to have colds. People are going to get the flu. Yeah, and, and then uh, you it's want to happen. You want to take a time where people, more people are going to be closed in together anyway because it's winter, yeah. so the more people are going to stay inside, and then you want to say, yeah, and don't get any other fresh air on top of that. Yeah. I mean, really, well, what I, the fuck? I think the, the, the really funny thing is, is that COVID has killed all other natural causes of death. <laughs> right, now all of a sudden nobody dies from anything else. Well, actually, that's... <laughs> I'm, I'm being hyperbolic, but, you know. <laughs> this guy in, in um, a town in Canada, in Barrie, he was out uh, driving his bike, and he, he unfortunately had an accident, and he died. The parents had to actually go to the hospital and get his death certificate redone. He died, smashed his head, and, and, and you know, died in the motorcycle accident. They fucking called it a COVID death. Like, this was a big story here in Canada, right? Really? Since a ton of people have found this, you know, people have died from stupid ass things, man. You, you fall off a ladder and go, oh, oh, there's a fucking COVID. <laughs> yeah. Holy <laughs> shit. <laughs> you gotta be careful, you know, because I, I don't want to die a COVID death, man. I, <laughs> I know it, man. You fall <laughs> down and catch a COVID. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> but, you know, I mean, and, and back to the, the entertainment industry side of it, <laughs> these these numbers and everything that that they're using and they're they're pushing out there, it's yeah. not helping. When you know at the other end of it, it's like when this is all said and done and you're done with your political games, then you have to turn around and convince people that it's okay. We you know yeah. we were just making it yeah. way worse than it is because we were trying to steer people because everybody has gotten fucking TDS and friggin' just lost their minds, so nobody yeah. is acting normal, and that's the other thing. You know, not to get on this too much, but if nobody acted normal in your government and in everything for the last four fucking years, what mm -hmm. makes you think they're gonna all of a sudden act normal and correct during an election? I don't yeah. understand that line of thinking, but whatever, yeah. I'm just here for the ride, man. <laughs> you know? Yeah, man, and I think a lot of it was a distraction, too. So, I mean, look at where we were, you know, 2016. We were all riding right into the Trans-Pacific Partnership, which was the first wing to Agenda 21 or the Great Reset or Agenda 2030, as they call it now, right? Mm -hmm. You know, where you give corporations the, the ability to, to mandate their own laws to actually sue private citizens, to sue the government for loss of profits and all that shit. That was just one step of the tier to Agenda 21. And, and you see it all happening anyways, you know, the whole focus away from, from cash into fiat currency and all of that. Mm -hmm. You know, smaller populations, depopulation, all of that shit. And then people like, oh, crazy conspiracy theories. I recommend you all learn and read about the Great Fucking Reset because it'd probably be the best three, four hours that you could spend your life on. And, it's and, and right there. Get, they're uh, not hiding it. It's the the fucking no, website and everything. It. It's just see it all being it's mind out. blowing. So COVID isn't going away. I think this is because when Trump came in, one of the first things he did was is he boot fucked the Trans Pacific Partnership. He got rid of it. He said, "Fuck you. This is bullshit." You, you, you know what I mean? Which it was. Right. And now what they're doing is, is I believe that they're using COVID to kind of push it in. That's why you're going to get your second wave, right? Right. And people need to smarten up and see this stuff. So, I, like I said, I don't think that things are going to get back to normal. That's why they keep calling it that new normal. They're trying to, yeah. you know, subliminally program you into how this is this is going to work. You know, People are going to finally break. Goes, 
we continue to destroy the music industry because we can't function right. unless able to put big crowds together and do these things properly. Yeah, yeah, you know. It's and they're never gonna. That's never gonna happen again. I, I think, unfortunately. Well, you know. you know, these these same people that that tout masks, you know, at certain, to, you know, for visual aids, while yeah. they come out I mean, and they're on a stage by themselves, but they're wearing a mask just to be able to show. But then you see their after party, and there ain't one fucking mask to be seen. It's like you're literally, you know, we can see this, right? It's like you're literally just telling, you know, showing us that you're doing it for show. But isn't it, isn't it's it frustrating like, when you say something like that to yourself? You say, like, you know, you can see this, but a lot of people don't for some reason, or they look past it. They just they got blinders on. Yeah, a lot of people are like, oh my god, look at him. Wearing that nist mask on his face. Oh, what a hero. So <laughs> you fucking kidding me? I saw Billy Iris wearing this literally a mask that was knit. It was knitted. There was fucking yeah, I know there. it. Um, you see that one? And who was it? Her, like, oh. Who's the chick that was on that that show, that witch's show? She's like a big uh she was wearing knitted masks. It was like, dude, yeah. do you understand how masks work? It's like, yeah, it's just for show. It's not meant to stop anything. Yeah. Dude. Well, it, it is. It is. It's, to me. it's meant to make you stop thinking. So, I mean, right, yeah. The function behind it. It's, <laughs> you know, but like, you know, with a crocheted mask, what are you going to do with that shit? <laughs> I can put my thumbs through the fucking holes. It's fucking ridiculous, dude. to this point now where... At least you could sing through it, good. actually saying something, but, you know, Wet Ass Pussy from Cardi B is like the go-to song. I mean, and this is where we've kind of really... I couldn't get past thirty seconds of it. I couldn't. You know, I, I listened to it for a minute. My my ears got wet. Yeah. You know, this is who we're toting as our our celebrity fucking intellectuals now. Cardi B. I mean, I play so much music on a daily basis that Cardi B couldn't even begin to touch. I mean, no. the lyrical content that just in the set today. I mean, Christ. The, the last block I just played has more lyrical content than all of Cardi B's material put together. I mean... Your last three syllables had more content <laughs> than Cardi B's. <laughs> it's, it's terrible, man. And look, I don't... It's it's I, taster's I, I, I choice, man. Myself, did it take her all night to write the lyrics to that one? You know, and how did she come up with that? Wet-ass pussy. Like, like, that's genius, man. I always thought WAP was a derogatory statement about uh, Italians. Italians, but. I'm Italian. <laughs> I, that's what I thought. When I first, I was like, wait a minute. We had to take Uncle Ben's off the shelf, but this bitch is yeah. singing WAP? <laughs> All fucking, what, are you serious, man? Come on, man. This, I can't. This reality is so stupid. Dude, you know what? I never thought about it like that. I want to start a fucking uh, page. I mean, let's cancel Cardi B. Discriminating <laughs> against Italian people. Right, but that's all I ever think of when I hear it. Wop, wop, wop. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it's. I mean, I guess because this generation doesn't really know that term as well. But I mean. Well, in the thirty-second attention span, too, right? It's like you know? calling a calling an Irish guy a fucking Mick, you know? Yeah, um, yeah. Because their name all all their names have Mick something, you know? It's like, but it's still it's it's not you know I mean, 
usually if you're saying that to your uh, it's to your Irish friend and you're fucking around, you fucking mick. But you uh to say it out, I mean it would be a derogatory. So if I made a song called fucking mick, there might be some Irish people a little offended. I don't understand why WAP is okay. But you know, you know what I think is silly. If you were to say about the Irish, I don't think you'd have a problem because the Irish aren't pussy. There's fine. not much you can say to offend them. So. <laughs> you know, I mean, I don't think the left is going to defend the Irish. No, no, not. <laughs> oh man. Yeah, no, I, I don't know any Irish snowflakes. I can, I can happily say that, man. <laughs> no, I, yeah, I can't think of not a one. <laughs> oh, we got uh, spam and chat is a quarter Irish, so, <laughs> and I know he ain't offended, <laughs> but. But yeah, I uh, I truly I I mean, but I guess like see if if somebody else would have written that song, say uh, somebody more uh, lighter complected, maybe. Um, yeah, they would have gotten uh, called out on that and canceled. Yeah, yeah. Even yeah. though the song is literally what as put, you know, it's like NASA, <laughs> you know. Well, well, you know, if anybody else had to put that out, it would have been, you know, derogatory, right? Like somebody, they would have had a problem. It would have been sexist, misogynistic, something. You know, I mean, anybody, if it had been any any kind of a, a centrist or a right-leaning artist, they would have been chewed the fuck up. Could you imagine a country artist coming out with wet-ass pussy? Actually, uh, that's funny you mentioned that. I watched a guy cover it in the style of country music. Really? <laughs> Yeah, I got. I gotta find the link. I'll send it to you, man. It's fucking hilarious. It was like this is the. It's oddly enough, it's it's two things that I really don't like. But when they were together, I was like, this is some fucking funny shit, man. This is all, that was the only way I could listen to the song all the way through. <laughs> it had to be done in the style of country, <laughs> and the guy was doing it with the old twang, you know the. Country twang. Yeah, yeah. Oh boy, it was good. <laughs> but um, but yeah, I mean, I, I get like so taken aback by the mainstream's like just lack of ability to put out like good content. You know, yeah. I think yeah. I see it more from my perch where I am. I can see it's like wow. This huge, vast, endless amount of talented music in the independent industry. Yeah. And then we got probably a handful of bands in the uh, the uh, other side, the mainstream, that, you know, there's, there's literally like a handful of bands that are carrying the industry right now. Yeah. And the yeah. rest of them are all singles. And, you know, they're... And it's just... I mean, you know, even in like the the metal. I mean, like you know, Lamb of God, and you know, some bands like yeah. that. Even uh, even yeah. Tool, which are independent, once again, Tool yeah. only signs in order to distribute, and then after that, they they reclaim all their rights. That's why they're always in court for every album. Yeah, 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 yeah. But um, you know, it's a smart way to be because nobody's gonna take your music and do whatever they want with it, or just you know, pay the right amount and then be able yeah. to have access to your stuff. So uh, it's good that they're in the position to do that. And I've worked with plenty of, this is the sad thing, and it shows you where the, the fucking mainstream is going, is I've worked with so many independent artists that just a year ago were mainstream or 
the last mm-hmm. decade anyway. Yeah. Were, yeah. you know, anyway, I mean, some of them just got back their rights and are able to, like, they weren't playing or doing nothing because they weren't going to do anything contract to be until over. they got the rights. Yeah. It's like, I'm yeah. not giving you no more fucking money. You already, yeah. you know, so. Um, I think the industry has really changed. I mean, if, if, if you look at it, first, we'll go to what you said about, you know, the mainstream acts, right? Like, in my opinion, I don't think there's any real mainstream acts that are putting out anything of significance, anything that's relevant anymore. They, 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 they very few. Have, the best songs that I hear, the best writers that I hear, because I, I'm, I'm, I find a huge importance in writing intelligent lyrics. You know, as you said before, you know, I don't write about fucking, you know, the food that I ate or my girlfriend. And, you know, there are, you know, you touch on shit like that, but I don't write about blondes and black cars and shit like right. that. Yeah, you, you know, I, I try to give a little bit more substance than that. You know, you know, I, I go blondes and purple cars. Right, right, right. yeah. <laughs> but you know, the industry is really changed With itself. Spinners. You know, it's if you look, it's more like how the fifties was. Now, you know, it's it's all single driven, mm-hmm. and it's 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 very trashy, like 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 um, disposable music. You know. With, with with the earlier stuff before, you know, say the, the Beatles or, or, or uh, Elvis, right? You know, like there's nobody's writing classics anymore. There's no real rock right. stars anymore. Everybody just kind of molds into each other until you hit the fucking indie scene. And that's where you find the space freaks and the fucking creatures on stage. Mm-hmm. That's that's where I gravitate to, you know, and, and it's that whole 10 year cycle. You know, you always got that 10 year cycle of crap. It's like the top of the fucking pops, right? And right. then this old rock thing comes back whether it's hard whatever you, you, you know but it always it always comes back and that's where you know all those bands that have been biding their time in the, in the indie scene honing their fucking art and their skill start that new thing and and we're, we're there particularly right. with what's going on in the world right now you know what i mean it's like here's a good example like when we first put it COVID, i thought that fucking song would be one of the biggest things in the world because of what's fucking happening right, right now <laughs> exactly but but that's that's really where we are right now is, is is the fact that you know like this 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 punk fucking thing is happening whether and I don't necessarily mean that 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 um, genre but that mindset right people are fucking pissed off man a lot mm-hmm. of people get pissed off with everything and and it's starting this movement and, and I see it I see it happening in the clubs you see it with a lot of the bands that we play with you know it's it's coming back. But we, we are stuck in that 50s disposable music era. Mm-hmm. And I think that a lot of bands need to get on point with that. You know, releasing 13, 14 song CDs, dude, you're wasting your fucking time. Right. You, you know, put out a single, put out a video, get some traction, and then put your fucking CD out. Well, I like, I like the way there's like, I've seen a few bands, and really, at the end of the day, you got to do what works for you and your, and your yeah. scene. Um, yeah. But I have seen um, a lot of bands... Um, they'll piecemeal the album out, or they'll release singles and let them, let them marinate for a while, yeah. and yeah. then they release yeah. another one, and then yeah. they, you know, and they let those marinate for a while, and then bring people because, you know, and it, down to like money terms, you could turn around, and piecemeal the album out, and then sell the album again all as a together, yeah, exactly. you know, so. Exactly. Um, yeah. You know, I see a lot yeah. of bands work you know, like that. Shoot yourself in the foot if you release a whole record at one point, right? And I also think that if you don't do a video for your song, you're, you might as well, you're done. Right, yeah. You know, we're in the, the, the social media age now where it's the 360 media, you know? It's, yeah. it's 
it's it's not just the look the sound it's it's everything you gotta have the visuals and everything to go along with it like lyric vids are a big thing right now people you know it's like back then watching mtv if we would have seen a lyric vid we would have been like what the fuck is this (laughs) now it's like a lyric vid's cool you know work if the person that fucking wrote the song could actually write a lyric right there you go yeah I, I was watching, and, and there are some screamo bands that, that I enjoy, but I mean, the, the, the genre itself has got kind of bland. Everybody's sounding the same, right? It, but I was there are the, areas of it where it's getting a lot, it, a little same. The video was great. It was just a lyric video, but the, you know, the, the visuals, everything was great. But then he's like, death in the ride, in the ride, death. And I'm like, dude, are you fucking kidding me? Would it take you all night to write the same two fucking words? <laughs> right. <laughs> Get it spell check to give it to your bass player to add it. And then you you misspell death right. twice. Right. <laughs> I'm dying. <laughs> what the fuck is going on here, man? <laughs> you gotta take a couple more minutes to write that shit, you know? <laughs> right, yeah. Put a little bit more time into it than just, you know, a minute. <laughs> well, you know, I mean there's been there's been plenty of uh, hits that have been written on the spot, but yeah, I, I do uh, I do think that uh, there there's a lot of and I think it's be, sometimes it's the ease of how easy it is to just put something out there that people yeah, yeah. people will get excited they'll they'll make something and it's like wow they'll they'll do this whole thing about it and it's like by the time you're done it's like you know now that I'm listening and looking at it. Inspector, for fuck's sake! <laughs> it's like didn't hear it first. It's like now that I'm looking at this, it's kind of retarded. <laughs> I, to, I from time to time because I have a studio, so I, I I bring bands into to record and shit, right? Right. And I, I I've had this band come in and and they left with a great fucking product. I mean, before it was mixed, and I I mix it not here and quantify it and mm-hmm. show everything, you know. So. As they're leaving to take it out to go get it mixed, I'm making sure it's something that I would fucking hear on the radio first before it even leaves my place. They take it out, they decide to mix it themselves, they bring it back, and I'm like, dude, what in the fuck did you do? It sounds like Ross Urge's fucking snare. It doesn't even sound like a goddamn garbage can, it sounds like a fucking paint can. Like, what the fuck did you do? Like, do it, please, if you're fucking listening out there, man, send your shit out for a fucking mixed with independent ear. Right. Um, well, <laughs> you know, it's it's always good if anything. Have you know have a listening party of sorts of people that you know know what the fuck they're you know know what they're doing and that aren't yeah. afraid to say hey, they can need to bring that snare down on song five. Yeah. Uh, you know, song three a little bit too much bass on that back end. It's just little shit, man. To have somebody bounce that yeah. shit off that because when you are when you're a band. And you are hyper focused. There's all sorts of shit that you're you're hearing. Your ears get that tunnel vision, and you're mm-hmm. hearing what you want to hear, but yeah. you're not yeah. necessarily hearing what everybody else is hearing. Yeah, because you well, are zoned in. Conditions. I mean, you have so many more resources these days. I mean, mm-hmm. take yourself for example. So, I mean, you have a shitload of bands that could send you, you know, uh, a working mix of a song. Say, Joe, man. The fuck do you think? Mm-hmm. You know, send it to people that hear shit all the time. Right. Like, don't send it to your your, your girlfriend. Don't send it to your. She's girlfriend. gonna tell you it's great. <laughs> you know, don't go to your uncle fucking Al who's sitting in the backyard with a beer gut drinking fucking fists. Like, hey, what do you think? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Put more ACDC on. <laughs> it doesn't 
doesn't have enough ACDC in it. <laughs> but I mean, and then that's the funny thing too, is, is I don't think that, that uh, musicians actually get how many resources there are to them right now. I mean, for yeah. an example, so if we were to do this as a grading system, say for martial arts, which I own a dojo, so we'll go with that, right? Like you would have a black belt in listening to music. Mm-hmm. You, you know what I mean? Like you, you've got your fucking years in, man. You know, yeah. you're like a fourth fan and listening to music. So <laughs> yeah. this is what fans should be sending shit to, you know, to, to listen. What do you think, man? You know what I mean? And and the other thing, too, is, is that a lot of bands don't think about the, the production quality, you know, like the crispness of it, which is important. And you, as 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 a DJ, knows sometimes you get a mix from something. It could be a great song, but the fuck, it's, it's, it yeah. sounds like a puddle of mud. Oh, I've, the, I've sent music yeah. back to people or told them, uh, this is awesome, but I'm not playing it on radio because I want you to put your best foot forward. Not, yeah. you know, because especially, you know, you only get that. It's like that whole cliche. You only get one chance to make a first impression. That's People are going to remember the name of the band with the first time they heard the song. They're not going to remember the third song they heard. They're going to remember that first fucking song. And yeah. if it's shit, that's how they're going to remember you. You know, yeah. and it's like and the thing worse that you can do to your ego is just to record a really good song, have shitty production, send it out there, and everybody fucking hates it. But you know, it's a good fucking song, right? You know, and it, and the sad thing is, is you will have people like me that tell you this is a great song, but you should have had somebody that knew what they were doing mix it. You know, or yeah, it's like yeah, and that's everything. The mixing production is everything. You know, you know, it's one thing to record it and have that. You know, and even if, even if you you have all the ability to to do the mastering and all that you still you should, you, though. You you should have other other ears be doing that <laughs> shit you know you, yeah, you no, really that's, that's my biggest thing i tell people right like so I, i'm really good at tracking i just i just have an ear for music and, and can you know do the rewrites and, and the composition and stuff and, and get it down and i'm pretty good at mixing but i don't want to be your final mixer send that shit out to get somebody that just mixes Right, then send that shit out to somebody that just masters. Right, and that's a lot of people don't seem to understand. There's a huge difference between the two. Mm-hmm. Mixing is where you, you're 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 bringing all the the extra elements into it. You're you're you know dipping doing different levels and everything. Right, mm-hmm. your mastering is the polish afterwards. Exactly, two different things. And when somebody says, "Oh no, I'll do the mix and the master." Yeah, that's like getting your fucking baker to fix the fucking, you know, the, the, the gas line on your car. Or <laughs> right. Well, the thing <laughs> is, too, is uh, a master is going to put polish on there that you probably wouldn't have even thought of. They're going to they're gonna yeah. layer things. Yeah. They're going to deepen stuff up. They're going to maybe put a doubler on this right here and make it more of a yeah. backup singer type of feel. They're going to they're gonna do things that you would have left out or you would have playing yeah, Jane yeah. it more and it's like the the theirs is sparkly yours yeah. is just eh, it's a song <laughs> you know? it's important to find yourself a good mixer that you're comfortable with right so you know like i said i get my stuff up mixed to the point where i think it sounds good enough to put on the radio then you send it out to a mixer where they'll do different things that you wouldn't heard they'll add certain things like we put out this one song misunderstood and uh, the guy that we had mix it, uh, Jay Kraft um, 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 from Kraft and uh, Music Studios. Anyways, he added uh, this church organ underneath, which isn't a huge thing, but it's just like a good atmospheric thing, right? I would have never fucking thought about that. A church organ? Right. I don't even remember the last time I was in a guy. <laughs> never mind even fucking seen an organ, right? You know, but 
if, if you listen to the version of it without the organ, you go, well, what the fuck is missing? You right. Well, really thanks. It's those little things that, you know, a separate set of ears can really bring into, you know, the song itself. And don't get too married to your fucking music. Right. That, that other huge, huge mistake. You know, it's got to be like this. Yeah, but right. like this sucks. Right. <laughs> you might be hearing it in your head a certain way, but yeah. nobody else is. And, yeah. you know, it's yeah. like you got to... And that is, that is another thing, too, is people uh, learning, and especially people that, you know... Your your talent ended when you stopped singing or you stopped doing your you know your part of the yeah. recording. You yeah. you know you might think you know the rest of this, I, but that, you don't. No. You know, so I mean that's me not everybody. I'm just saying. My phone is my phone is oh. going here. Let me grab my charger really quick. Okay. Yeah. Give me two seconds. Okay. So anybody just tuning in? We're talking with Sean Strife of Social Strife. You can go check him out at socialstriperocks.com. You can also go uh, check him out over on the Facebooks, the Twitters, the YouTubes. Sean Strife has a uh, new uh, YouTube channel over there, Sean Strife Rants, which you can uh, go check out, like I said, over on the YouTubes as well. And uh, don't forget, go check him out on uh, all the other social spots and get linked up. Get some strife in your life. Hope everybody's uh, enjoying their time thus far. Remember, you'll be able to uh, catch this uh, interview and all others on Anchor.fm as well as Spotify, Apple Podcast, and all the other places. So, yeah, you got to... Uh, Sorry about that, brother. My no, phone no problem. going, going to die in three. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the countdown, the self-destruct mode. Um, but, yeah, I mean, he, I think a lot of people, um, and rightfully so, they'll get married to you know what they're creating or whatever. Yeah, but there yeah. does come that time where you do need to, to hand it off. And you know, yeah. and like trust, you trust really that you know. Off. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, it is, and that's that's how a lot of musicians look at it. The only thing is, is that you have to remember that at every point in the baby's life, you know, they have to learn to walk or fall or right. It's got to grow. It's it's got to. You, you know what I mean? And I think that if you're being really honest about the song and you're doing right by the song, it's like what I tell a guitar player. It's like. Don't play a fucking solo here, you know, that's, that's going to make you look like the biggest superstar in the world. Write a solo, play a solo that makes the song the greatest right. fucking song in the world, right? You, you know what I mean? Exactly. And yeah, you can't get that. I, I couldn't tell you how many times I, I've said to people, look, you've got a great verse with a shitty fucking chorus. you got no bridge. and Well, oh, the song's complete. But it's like two minutes and 33 seconds. You know? <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean it's complete? Well, or you get the opposite, right? I've had guys come in and the song was like eight minutes long. Right. And now I'm fucking trimming five minutes of fat. <laughs> right. Well, you know, and it's like, you know, being like a guitarist and, and playing parts or whatever, there's always, you you want to make these two things fit and you keep trying to fit this one part, but it's like, you finally got to step back and say, it's not fucking working. And, it's a fourth fit. And you don't, and it's like, you don't want to give it away because you feel like you're throwing that piece of music away. Because it's not, it's, yeah, it's like you just got to learn to set it aside and yeah. it'll go yeah. somewhere else. A lot of songs, 
You know, I, I talk about this with a lot of musicians, and I've found this in my own writing that a lot of songs will write themselves. You know, yeah, you know that's, that's exactly when it's it. really going, and you got that you got that whole vibe going on. That song will almost just it will you'll be laying the tracks down in front of it as it yeah. just comes yeah. right along into it. It's yeah, you know, it's uh, that feeling yeah. is cool when you hit that button. That light is is like that. I don't spend a lot of time, and that's one of the questions I, I get so often. Is this, you know, like well, how are you writing style? How do you write? You know, was it? And it's I've never I've never wasted more than about three or four hours writing lyrics for a song. It just it just comes. You, you know what I mean? And I think right. that that's the best. Is because when you try to force shit, you're not thinking. You're not being creative. You're not being open. Right. Like there's times where I could be, you know, sitting with my girl and all of a sudden I'll just like go in a corner and sit down and start writing because the fucking idea hits you. Right? right. Yeah. Next thing you know, you know, it's five hours later and she's knocking on the door. Hey, you, you still alive in there? And you're fucking done. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. I've had times where I've gotten out of bed. Um, I'll like, yeah. you know, yeah. you'll be dreaming or whatever and this tune will be in your head. All right. I, I got to go play this. <laughs> you know, yeah, man, I get I've had yeah. to get out of bed and write shit down before, and, you know, yeah. it's just, um, yeah, I know exactly where you're coming from. And I think some of the best music is uh, is written that way when it's uh, an on-the-spot kind of thing, and it graduates yeah. into something, you know? I mean, yeah. a lot of bands will, you'll, you'll find that they'll be on tour, and while they were on tour, they were writing, and they were writing during you know, warm up and sound check and all that. And you'll mm -hmm. notice that their second album has this different sound and feel like a more, you know, on the spot kind of feel rather than a so put together and rehearsed because usually yeah. the songs on our first album, that band's been playing those songs for years. Yeah, where yeah, on yeah. the second yeah. album, they haven't given them time to marinate or anything. They're just like fucking cut it, print. Send it yeah. out, fucking. Yeah. Yeah. And a lot of times those albums will end up being, you know, you always hear the, the term, oh, a little bit more of a raw album from these guys, you know, but those albums usually end up being, you know. And I mm -hmm. think uh, albums where there's been like sudden changes or switch-ups or whatever, um, those always have a tendency to where you've changed things or done things so well, yeah. drastically <laughs> different. Yeah. You know, yeah. like I, I, just... I think, I think in our case, I mean, because we've had, we've had, you know, uh, members come in and out and, and stuff like that over, you know, the, the four or five years. But I've always been the principal songwriter, so it's regardless the band. This band at least is always going to sound like this band, you know, which is important. So I'm not a big fan of, of writing, you know, at at like on the floor, like jamming, right. you know. I, I, I generally what I do is is I'll have a box built and I'll send it out to the guys and then we'll get together and we'll jam it out and and decorate that box right right you know but that's just just for me that that's the way that my writing style is because I, I i like to be very earnest about it very very honest about you know like what it is that i'm talking about you know i mean it's funny like one of my favorite songs that actually was a song that just happened really quickly was mdma mm -hmm. you know yeah uh, i play that a lot in song <laughs> uh which just just happened it was it was very quick it, there was it was uh, there, there wasn't a lot of process to it at all as far as you know the, the vocal melodies and basically how the song itself went mm -hmm. uh, but it's it's the kind of read behind the lines thing that i like to do lyrically like i have women literally come up to me after a show going, oh my god mdma what a beautiful song you know <laughs> like you realize in the song i'm telling you that i'm not a hero i'm telling you to your face 
that I'm not a right. hero. I'm telling you that I'm a child. Like, you know, <laughs> this. <laughs> but it's the way that other people interpret, you know, the, the message right. of what, what it means to them. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and I'm always fascinated by that. You know, it's like another song that we have, uh, Aliens and Freaks. Mm -hmm. I get people all the time say, oh, what a beautiful love song. And I'm like, you, you, you listen, I, said, I, I was saying, I need your love like a solar storm. Goodbye. You know, yeah. Like, oh, that's so beautiful. Ah, yeah, like, oh, stars, pretty. <laughs> um, one, one that, uh, um, well, two that we play here an awful lot is uh, um, Denied and Social Strife. Yeah, and yeah. I, I, I think Social Strife. On the back of themselves. I think Social Strife, the song Social Strife, is one of them songs where it's like everybody, when they hear it, they're like, this is my fucking theme song, <laughs> you know? Because it, it, it is. I mean, it, it kind of, yeah. um, it, it puts together kind of the human condition, you know? Yeah. And, you know, what yeah. an average person is kind of thinking about the world around them, you yeah. know, and how... Yeah. You know, yeah, you're not the only one that's, you know, thinking like this. Listen to this guy. Well, and you know, what, it's funny when I remember, you know, first writing that song. I mean, the, the, the first line is, is, you don't get me. I'm yeah. not an evil power. You, you know what mm -hmm. I mean? And, and, yeah, I'm not a social freak. I'm probably what you think. It was that whole kind of thing. That, like, when I first put together Strife, I wanted to be so different than what everybody else was doing. You know what I mean? Like, I wanted to be me. And, and I wanted record companies and producers and people to stop telling me to calm down and be less of me and you know what I mean? Like I literally have people coming to me saying, Hey, yo, you know, great show and everything, you know, band that we're playing with a bigger band, but it's, it's not fucking, you know, the Sky Dome or, or Maple Leaf Gardens. I'm like, fuck you. Every fucking place is the right. Sky Dome. Just because you're up there standing around shining your fucking shoes doesn't mean <laughs> I'm not jumping all over them. It, right. You know, that's that's really what strife was about. When I first started doing it, People were looking at me like I'm some crazy fucking freak. Mm -hmm. Oh, well, you're, you're a showman. And I think a lot of people have gotten so used to all the showmen, you know, died out, you know, and like the rest of them are like Aerosmith and, you know, the bands from that era. It's like yeah, yeah. now nowadays, you know, there's there's not as much in the showmanship. You know, from a lot of you know singers and stuff like that, yeah, and it's it's yeah, refreshing to see. I mean, even like one of the biggest bands, and I've seen him on every tour. Um, you know, when you see like uh, Tool, yeah. he's he's put himself further and further back. Now he's back in. You know, he's even put himself behind a veil before to sing. You know yeah. what I mean? If that doesn't show you how less and less of a you know, I mean. Of course, Tool is a totally different creature, and yeah. you know, yeah. but it's just an exa you know an example how um, it's become more about the live music experience and stuff rather than the showmanship of and it. In a lot of times, yeah. Another you know, band that does a lot of showmanship th these days is uh, the band Muse. The yeah. the guitar yeah. singer of that band he reminds me of you with a guitar. He's just. Yeah. He's, you know, he really puts it to it, and it yeah. really, you know, and he's like old school too about like some of his moves, and you know, and it's like yeah. that uh, yeah. in vogue yeah. or retro I'm thing. Joe, I want to be entertained, man. Right. You know, music fan first, you know. I want to be entertained, and when I go and I, I see you like a really good band, but they just fucking suck. They just stay together. They don't move. Right. They try nuts. It's like 
the interaction between band members, which is something that you don't really see much. You see it a lot with us because oh, yeah. us, we enjoy each other, man. I enjoy my fucking guitar player, my drummer, my bass player. Like we have fun when we're up there. That's what it's all about. Like, as we're jumping in the air, just big fucking smiles. I want to see that shit, man, because that pulls me in. It makes me more invested into that band. You know, like that, that feeling of, of when you see Van Halen. Now, I wasn't alive to see Van Halen back in the heyday, but I see the videos of, of what they've been able to create in a 30,000, you know, thing arena. It's like, it's a 40, 50,000 seat, five, five seat, you know, venue, like a small venue. Mm -hmm. like, but they're able to, re to do that into, in a big venue, like this big party atmosphere, you know, like, look at everybody in the eyes, getting everybody, you, you know, involved, you know, which is the biggest thing to me, man. When we do, uh, we end the show with uh, a, a punk rock version of Oh Canada, but, but just before that, yeah, that, that's we, do awesome. a song, um, we do a song called You Were Nothing, which a lot of people mm -hmm. call the fuck song, right? And there's nothing greater than hearing people screaming <laughs> fuck back, you know what I mean? Yeah. Fuck, 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 right? And just the wall of fuck, fuck, fuck. <laughs> Oh, you, you can't beat that shit, man. You know, that's, that's what I live for every single day. Man. Well, I love when I look around in the crowd and I've seen it from both angles, from being up yeah. on the stage yeah. and from, um, well, actually from three angles, from just being a participant or being somebody that's, you know, in my position that's been yeah. asked yeah. to come or whatever that, you know, it's like I just came from backstage before they, you know, went up on there. Now I'm coming back around to see from your angle. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. when I look around, no matter what position I'm in, and I look around and I see them shit-eating grins on everybody's face, they're like, this is, you know, you just see them, oh, they're yeah. like, this is fucking awesome. And they yeah. don't really, it's like they, they're trying to take it all in kind of thing, yeah. you know? They're not yeah. even blinking. They're just sitting there with a shit-eating grin like this is... Yeah. That's, I love to see that, oh, you know? And from my point of view, my perspective, when I'm up there... <laughs> and, and you get people into that mood, you know what I mean? You, you brought them up to that point where they just want to fucking explode. It's like the, the, the endorphin rush, the feeling of there's nothing. People say it all the time, it's greater than sex. I can tell you that it is. <laughs> <laughs> Straight you know, boner. <laughs> and you're only up there for 45 minutes or an hour and a half, right? Sex usually lasts, you know, more than five minutes. Anyways, <laughs> yeah. you know, but On a good day. It's like every endorphin. And then the second that I get off stage, the first thing I do is I run fucking downstairs out into the dressing room or the bathroom and, and just breathe by myself, right? Just like, fuck. Yeah, <laughs> that was awesome. Like, get it back out of your, 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 mm -hmm. your system, right? You know? Yeah, yeah. There's no greater feeling in the world, man. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I... And that's what has... I think it really... Uh, it goes to... The, the, like the reason a lot of musicians and artists yeah. uh, play, and then the reason that they they play out. There's more to it than just getting their name out there or playing a show. There's yeah. also that mental wash that happens when you do that. Um, yeah. All the yeah. different parts um, of your brain that um, is fulfilling joy and all that. Um, that it's what we're made for right you know? now. Both people in the crowd and people on the stage are both getting similar feelings. Of course, yeah. the people on the stage sometimes probably a bit more intense because they're the ones doing the entertaining. But the point being is, 
when you take out that release, when you take that away from people, it, uh, you can see that it's it manifests more in a depressive type state, and yeah. people are getting really anxious, irritable. People, yeah. you know, people need to go to a show. People need to yeah. be able to, and bands <laughs> need to be able same, to play. When you when you force the people to not dance, they war. Right. You get your primal scream out. You know, and, and it, it, you're right. It's important. And what's happening right now, people are getting that. You know, which is another question we get all the time. People are like, "You're destroying you people's health to keep them healthy." Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like I said, you got to get that primal scream out. That's one of the reasons why we haven't stopped playing. Right. We've been playing average once or twice a month since fucking COVID hit. We're not stopping. Right. You know, and and if you get anything out of a social strife show, what you're going to get is your primal scream out. You're going to sweat like a bitch, and that's what we want. <laughs> I, yeah. What I mean? I. Yeah. Dude, and it sounds so stupid, but it's like, if I come out of a show and I'm drenched with my sweat and probably a few other people's, yeah, yeah, it, and, you know, and it's like, it sounds, but it's like, I had a good time, <laughs> you know? I stink of beer and cigarettes and whatever else, you know? It's like, I don't even smoke cigarettes. <laughs> but that's, you know, in that whole adrenaline, your throat hurts, your neck, you know you're going to be sore for three days, but you're going to be like, fucking right, my ears are ringing. <laughs> Good times. Oh man, you're gonna have the best sleep of your life. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. You know, and that it's it's funny, but you know, people don't realize how much they they need that. You know, and and you know what I mean. And everybody like say people that don't even go to to shows or whatever. That everybody has that thing, just like. Everybody has the ability to be a drug addict of some sort. Everybody has an addiction of something. It just manifests in different ways, and they're able to outlet these things so they don't turn into other things. Yeah. Some people yeah. mentally have less of a control on those addictive qualities, so things can go a little bit too far. Those people sometimes can manifest that into really pushing and grinding and going forward and you know making... You know more and music and getting out there and playing yeah. shows and yeah. you know again everybody has that thing that they need to do to release and when you take those things away it's mm-hmm. unfucking healthy it's not mm-hmm. right it's mm-hmm. it goes against the human condition we're yeah. not well, fucking it. robots you can't yeah. close people up and yeah 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 and I think that's why you're finding all this division and hate right now because everybody's been locked inside, not doing anything, right? That's all they got to do is fight. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, think about it. You're locked in the house, so you you, you do need, as you said, you know, that the, the the human condition, which is the social condition. I mean, we're we're by social nature, creatures. Social. We can't function without human contact. So what do we do? We reach out for social media, and you turn it on, and you got. This person's bad. This person's bad. No, this person's bad. It's just hate. Yeah, man. And it feeds into all that shit even more. (laughs) You know? And sometimes this is the only interaction that any of these people are getting. Right. Everybody always has to... That's the thing that bothers me about social media is it, it pits... The way it works is everybody just goes at each other. You know? Instead of... You know? It's like, dude... 
if we were on the fucking street, I know goddamn well you would not come at me like this. Number mm -hmm. one, because you don't want to get your fucking teeth punched down your throat. And number yeah. two is because yeah. you know this is how humans don't fucking interact. Don't, well, that, That's you know? the problem there, too, is, is that people have completely stepped right over the whole social lines in life. Like, I'll tell you right now, and, and it's funny, I wish my bass player was here because I do this with him all the time. Like, there'll be people yapping off on social media. I get death threats, and, you know, people say, oh, you're going to punch me out because something I said or whatever, right? And, and, and a lot of times, these are people that, you know, I'll see at a venue I'm playing or something. So I'll see this, and I'll walk right up to these people. Hey, fucker, how's it going? And it's always the same thing. Hey, it's good to see you, man. How you doing? Da, 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 da. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Single fucking time, man. You know what I mean? And it, I always say the same thing. Look. Don't say anything on social media that you would be prepared to look some guy in the fucking eyeball and say right. to him. Because you just might be seeing me around. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. You, you know what I mean? And, and it's not, you know, sound like a tough guy or the threat no. or anything like that. It's just, but I would never physically say anything to anybody if I'm not prepared to look you in the eyeball and say it. Right. I'm not going to sit here and all of a sudden start calling you a dumb, stupid fuck, even if you are acting like a dumb, stupid fuck, you yeah. know? I mean, you're going to have to come at me and give me more reasons to do that because it's just, it's not the way you act. It's not the way you talk to people. Yeah. Well, you know? I mean, and that's the thing too, is just that the more technologically advanced we've become, I think that we've kind of forgotten how social interaction becomes. Well, it's become dumbed us down in areas. Yeah. And even just, you know, like regular social interaction. So you see guys all the time and I see this all the time and I don't get it. I'm a dude and other guys goes, oh, you're a dude, you understand. No, I don't understand. Guys that are like, hey, babe, how are you on social media? Oh, looking sexy. And, and, and right. I'm like, I, I, I don't get it. You know, guys, I say to guys, I go, look, dude, don't be a fucking douchebag. Oh, no, she likes it. She likes it. Some chick that lives three fucking countries away from you that you just met two fucking minutes ago doesn't know who the fuck you are with the fake ass picture that you've got that you use the filter on anyways. Right. That likes it. Likes what? Right. <laughs> You're being a douchebag? Well, I think people get this, and, you know, there's always the, when people first get the internet, and, you know, because they're still adults just getting the internet now, and they think, wow, I'm anonymous, I can say and do whatever I want, you know, and it's like, well, that only goes so far, fuckstick, you know, and it's like, you're going to get called out, and you can get shut out of the internet, or, or be pushed into a corner somewhere, you know, I mean, don't be a dickhead and don't talk to people, you know, especially women. And, you know, don't disrespect, be a fucking gentleman. Don't, you know, I, I have times where I literally, I feel like I don't, even if I like have to, like if I have to like make a comment or it's like, I almost don't want to comment because of the last four fuck sticks that just left horny messages, you know? And it's I, I like, know, I, now I'm, my name's going to be next to that. Oh. <laughs> you know what's gotten even worse and I've had some really bad experiences with this so you get the women that send you titty pics now on average I get about two to three every single yeah, week me too, uh, now, yeah. I, wish, I wish I could sit here and say you know my the cam girls such that I get these beautiful titty tit pics all the time but I don't I get the women that still have lint stuck on their nipple, that forgot to put their fucking baby food away in the corner, or they got the dildos hanging from the ceiling fucking fan. Like, my cast of stalkers is very fucking low. <laughs> so I literally, and, and you gotta have fun with it. I mean, it gets to the point now where you don't even want to click on a message because some fucking huge titty falls out of your face. I know, it. it's bad. Every I morning I got friends' requests from them cam girls. 
I get I get at least three a week, man. And the ones where you know the profile picture, that ain't you. I know if I accept this, go to your thing. You're gonna you're gonna be at least three hundred pounds heavier than this picture. You know, whether you're a person or not, right? Right. And that's not to put big girls down or anything. You know, I'm just saying. But you know, be yourself. If you're gonna be yeah. out there doing this shit, don't be tricking people into thinking, you know, because yeah, it ain't well, gonna end well. It's even the level that we've gotten to with women that they can feel so comfortable as to just send a titty pic out to some dude that you've never met before. I had this one girl that sent me a titty pic and, and uh, I didn't respond. Right. Now, Facebook is kind of a fucked up thing because when you go to messages now, it seems right, also people can see that you saw it, right? Yeah. And so. So I try to not open Messenger. I keep that fucking shit off unless I have to, right? Mm-hmm. Because I don't want my eyeball going on something I shouldn't have seen in the first place. Right. <laughs> so one time this, this woman sends me these titty pics, and, and, and uh, I didn't respond. A couple hours later, she's like, oh, what's wrong with you? What are you, a fag? And, and, and she keeps going on. And so on. what if I was? <laughs> like, well, you know, a thousand other guys would have loved to see my titties, whatever. And then I was like, all right, fuck, this is enough. You should have said, well, send me a picture of your dick. (laughs) I had to respond because she's just going on and on and on, right? I said, look, first of all, it sounds to me like you're very fucking homophobic calling me a faggot. It's not a very good look. And second, if you had to send me a titty pic and wash the lint off your nipple, I'd made have appreciated it. As far as the thousand men, though, I said, law of averages suggest that at least 10 people out of a thousand will enjoy your titty, so start emailing now. She lost her fucking mind. She started going on Facebook. like on, on, on Sean's Facebook. working the numbers for her. Oh, he's a faggot. He's this, he's that. So then I'm like, all right, look, bitch. If you don't shut the fuck up, I'm going to release the entire private conversation that I fucking, you know, I, I screenshot it. And she's doing out there saying, yeah, he told me he'd rather suck cock. And he does that. I'm like, all right, fuck you. I go, right? So I, I, I put it out there. And people are like, oh, fuck, check, you're fucked in the head. <laughs> it was like literally 50 messages saying that I'm probably sucking a dick right now because I don't like your titties. And, da, 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 da. and I'm like, holy fuck. Calm down. And, she and, took and, offense and, bad. At the end, I said, and out of the thousand people that you said would like your titty pics, you had to pick me. <laughs> right. Thanks, man. <laughs> <laughs> right? Boy, what bad luck, huh? At all. <laughs> Check this one out. I had this guy send me, uh, this this gay guy was hitting on me all the time. No, I don't give a fuck who's paying attention, right. whether you're a guy or a girl. I, I, who's right. really paying attention? You know, you get the CD online for nine ninety nine. It doesn't, you know, depend on if you suck dick or not. I don't give a fuck. Right? right? Yeah. Exactly. So he kept, this guy was so diehard on me. He ended up tracking down my girlfriend's phone number somehow, started texting her from Facebook, asking for my phone number, Right. Then he starts sending me on Messenger Uber Lyft cab rides to his house. It was like like vouchers. I'm like, you gotta be fucking kidding me. I've made a point to never block anybody on Facebook, but I had right. to start blocking this fucking guy. It's like every five minutes I had an Uber voucher, you know, coming. He's sending me pictures of him dressed up in drag and shit. I'm like, I just fucking woke up. Like, I don't see this shit, man. <laughs> yeah, I've all, the only uh, uh, I think the only person I blocked. Um, ever was a stalker and the FBI was even involved in that one yeah they they went extra steps bro they were uh, like high level trying to stalk by uh, even uh, trying to put one of my houses on the market 
So they wow. were like, yeah, which I didn't realize how easy it is to put your house on like Zillow or any of them type of places where, sure. yeah. And so we were getting all these calls from people wanting to come look at the house. I'm like, what the <laughs> this poor freaking guy that was a, uh, he had um, MS and he was using two canes. He had to walk up, which isn't a long driveway. I live in Florida, so, you know, they're like, house, you know, regular houses. But he had to come from the street, you know, walk up the 30 feet or whatever driveway with Kane, struggle up there so I could tell him, no, you got pranked. <laughs> and it was like, you know, the FBI got involved and everything. So they were like, make sure that they're blocked on all, you know, and we'll, but then they don't, they won't talk to you about it. They just go take care of it. Because this, yeah, 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 this yeah. person even got a hold of my banking information and, oh, shit. yeah, started moving money and all that. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Uh, well, <laughs> I've dealt with some hardcore stalkers. Send me your banking info. I'll keep an eye on it. <laughs> no man, it's still at zero. Every time you put money in, I don't know what happened. We're all, we're all, uh, we're all responsible. Those <laughs> yeah. Canadians, they're nice people. <laughs> yeah. Except for our prime minister. Nice hair, though. <laughs> yeah, he's a, uh, he's a bit much, man. <laughs> Dude, he's way too much. I'm telling you, here, here we've got this, this, this fascist feminist prime minister. That's got sexual charges against him. He's got four ethical Yeah, ethical violations. And then when he was getting questioned on it, he literally the shut only, the power. The only prime minister in Canadian history that has four ethic violations. And he comes out acting like a squeaky clean little cute boy. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, he's only there because of his daddy. Period. You mean Fidel? Hmm? Castro. No, I mean uh That's Trudeau. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there you go, yeah. <laughs> I, dude, I'm not kidding, man. So Margaret Trudeau goes to Cuba with with, uh, with uh, Pierre Trudeau. Uh, she comes back. She stays for two extra months after fucking Pierre Trudeau comes back. And she comes back pregnant. Now, have you ever put a picture of Trudeau, Justin Trudeau, and Fidel Castro together? No, I... I... <laughs> do, it. do it. Fucking do it. And then put a picture of Justin Trudeau and Pierre Trudeau together. You'll see who that fucker's daddy is. Wow. Oh, without question, dude. And and a lot of really responsible, as we talked about, old-time reporters actually reported on it. She was not pregnant when she went to Cuba. She was not pregnant when she went to Cuba. Wow. Huh? Heard it here first, folks. <laughs> We're talking about Margaret Trudeau. Mr. Trudeau is... Part Cuban. In origin with the Rolling Stones in the Royal York Hotel in Toronto. In That's hardcore. Yeah, it was 1974 or something like that. Yeah, yeah. Margaret Trudeau. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, yeah, yeah. and they want to they wanna get all pissy. About, yeah. I, you know, myself, I've always really, whenever they try to bring up, like, sexual allegations or whatever, no matter how distasteful, as long as they don't have to do with touching kids, my whole thing, whenever they bring it into politics, it's like, yeah. I expect these people to be imperfect and, you know, cheat. I mean, come yeah. on. First of all, they're humans, and they have access to even more humans, and, you know, they have, they have indisposable incomes. They just can, yeah. you know, yeah. so I expect well, that they're going to be doing some sexual things. 
you know, I don't ever try to attach that to their to their leadership. Yeah. If anything, it's like, oh yeah, the, the the president was cranking down bitches in the Oval Office. Good. I want him to be relaxed. I want my president to be taken care of. I don't want him being all stressed out because the old lady's been pissed and not giving it to him. It's going to make fucking rash decisions. I mean, come on now. And the same if it was a woman president. I want to make sure if we have a woman president, that bitch orgasms at least twice a month. Period. It has to be written in the fucking Constitution. I would say that, man. If you're in Canada, a charter of rights, two hand jobs a day. <laughs> oh my God. No, dude, I'm serious. You know what we got to do? We got to get together. We got to rewrite the Constitution in America and the Charter of Rights in Canada. And that would, that would be like number one on the list. Right. Well, you know, I think a lot of people have um, forgotten that there is these. You know, and especially um, America and Canada, we share a lot of the same, I mean, different iterations of laws, but a lot of our laws are very similar, if not exactly the same. You know, so, um, but, you know, I found that, well, first of all, the the, the good thing about the the relationship that's always kind of been with um, Canadians and Americans is in the uh, the independent scene and being able to come down into the states easily yeah. and being able to and like you were saying earlier how that's been you know kind of severed and it was things that at first you didn't even really notice but then I was like hey wait a minute there's mm-hmm. you know there's bands that I know of that they did a lot more of their because they lived in you know closer to the border so they did yeah. a lot more of their promoting and everything in the states but yeah. they're Canadians yeah. so it's it's well, we've always we've always had a bigger fan base in the states than than Canada for whatever reasons you know and I think that that seems so it's odd not to me though apparently just the type of music that we do um, I think it's it, a lot of it has to do with our attitude you know yeah most Canadian bands are very nice you know right and, and we're not a nice fucking band no yeah you don't fit the Canadian bill as much <laughs> no no you know and, and I think that's where we identify a lot more with you know the fight and the plight of what happens in the United States because we are so interwoven and connected I mean what happens the reason why you know the, the, the American politics is so important to Canadians is because what happens in the states happens here right if you guys pass fucking laws that's gonna you know do this and do that or you know and look at NAFTA you know what I mean like it, it affects right. us. So we are so very conjoined that it's not funny, you know. But again, as far as like the, the, the conception and really what the perception of Canadian bands are is like they're nice, right? Which you know, isn't necessarily a bad thing. They even just said it in check. Canadians yeah. are too nice. Not these ones. You know, I mean, it's like, Canadians are nice, huh? Have you seen Sean Strife's fucking social feed? <laughs> it's like, this guy's Canadian? What the fuck? <laughs> I think that's why we've always done so well in the States and identified. I mean, the first real radio station, terrestrial radio station that played us was in the States. Really? You know, yep. They ignored us, you know what I mean? And then, you know, you guys and, and a couple other ones were like first. I mean, because we've been, you know, you know, dealing with you guys for years now. Mm-hmm. You know, oh, yeah. one of the first internet radios, which, which you know, played us, which... Yeah, you, know, you guys were in my first set I ever played on the yeah. radio. Well, yeah. and it's funny, too, because I've had this conversation with, with a buddy in the industry the other day, too. He said to me, what do you term more, what do you put more importance on, your terrestrial plays or your internet plays? 
And it is funny because a lot of people still put terrestrial radio in this, this really high I thing, know, it's weird. Which, which makes no sense to me. So one of the best radio stations here in the city is 97.7. Right. And they may have anywhere between two to 300 listeners at any given time. That's it. Right. That's fucking it. Internet, you've got the goddamn world, world. From everywhere, reaching everywhere. Where you're, you're stuck in this little thing, well, right? Well, FM but is only local. Has this hold over internet is beyond me. Right. Your show so much more important than the local stations that are around here. But they still carry their water like they're the important ones, and they're not even getting fucking advertisers anymore. Right. <laughs> well, you know, it's the reach that internet gets is you you can't even touch it with FM. The only way that they are able to come close to it is with like XM Sirius, and all yeah. that. And, yeah. you know, and then even that, when you go listen to that, it's like, you can tell that a lot of these stations, there's not even humans driving the fucking thing. It's well, all just computers like running the, playlists and, yeah. and it's the same shit every time. It's like, wow, how are we listening to the same thing all the time on these fucking stations, you know? And it's... Well, and you find more so on internet, kind of like what we were just talking about, there's the personalities, right? Like, people are tuning in, not just because you're playing fucking cool bands, because of your personalities, like they did in the old days with DJs. Right. DJs are actually becoming DJs again, man. Mm -hmm. like, I watched this show about this cat called, uh, uh, fuck, Wolfman Jack. Wolfman Jack. Wolfman Jack. And I'm like, motherfucker, this is this shit. This is this shit. Wolfman Jack. It would never fly on mainstream media stations anymore. It would never fly on there. They, they, there's no personality, there's no nothing. And this is, again, the same thing with, with the internet, with the DJs. You guys have to be about who you're about. You're, you're projecting an image of what you are. You're not just trying to follow the status quo, which right. is important. Because I don't want fucking anything to do with that shit. Well, the, the thing is, too, is with, with uh, internet... People don't realize it's like okay, it's cool to get on your your uh, your local FM station, but remember that's local. It seems yeah. big to you, but yeah. if you go out of your state, people don't even know what that station is. Whereas XRP Radio, it's you know one of the stations we're dealing with here. I mean, we got just just me alone. Like right now, we're on three networks. Mm -hmm. So we're on Local mm -hmm. Music Earth. <laughs> Digital Revolution Radio and XRP Radio, all at the same time. Now, you can't even really touch any of that with FM, you know? No, you can't, you can't even come close. There's, there's no comparison. Again, it's still that really silly mindset that people have, you know, that you're not, you haven't made it, you haven't done anything unless you get played on, on, on trust. I think people radio. like to get recognized by their little, and they think that that's, which it yeah. is, it's big, it's a big deal if you get recognized by your, especially by an FM radio station, because they also have different protocols to which allows yeah. them to play yeah. your music, so. Yeah. You know, I mean, it is it is nice. I mean, the first time I heard myself when we were driving in a car was kind of cool, you know? I mean, mm -hmm. I think the first time I heard uh, we were playing right after Slipknot or something, or just before Slipknot, it was cool. Yep. But then I listened to the tune, I'm like, well, that was a shitty fucking Slipknot song, you know? Like, <laughs> right? And yeah, I mean, there, there was another time, we have a song called Wish I Could Be, which, um, um, ironically enough, originally I didn't think it should be on the on the uh, the, the, the CD because it was kind of a poppy thing. I love the fucking tune now. I mean, I just I love it. But at the first time that I heard it on the radio, it was played after I think Christina Aguilera or or uh, like Britney Spears or something. Like, wow! Like I, 
Wow. I, I never fucking saw myself sandwiched while right. Don't get me wrong. I have pictured myself sandwiched in between Britney and Christina. <laughs> not, not, not musically, either. though. <laughs> <laughs> right. but, but old Christina, not new Christina. Right. <laughs> yeah, I hear that. <laughs> Jesus. And well, the Britney with the hair. Actually, no. The Britney without the hair, because she was crazy as fuck. <laughs> yeah, them crazy loons. Woohoo! Get ready. Strap in. <laughs> Well, the thing, the thing too, is I think a lot of that gets lost, um, and people don't realize like the presentation and putting bands together that will yeah. complement yeah. them. And when yeah. you have somebody that's mindful of that, the radio, the radio show you're listening to, the, those songs have a tendency to stick with you that much more. And I've also, um, you know, like on uh, Digital Revolution Radio, we can play. Uh, sign music, which I yeah. hardly yeah. ever do, because there's yeah. so much yeah. independent music that it's just kind of, it kind of just takes a space out of my set that you know I could give to well, somebody I think else. The indie bands that you're playing are better than the mainstream bands that I'm hearing. Well, so. usually the only time that I'll um, I'll play like a, a national band is if I think that they will complement the band. The indie yeah, band which, that I'm trying yeah. to present, because people will be like, first of all, they heard it next to that band, so yeah. it gives them a marker in their head. And the other thing is, is they're like, wow, th yeah, these guys are like, you know, where can I find these guys? Or you know, where yeah. you know, it's like, yeah. you 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 don't have them on your Spotify because they they're brand new, you know, or you don't yeah. have them a CD of them, or they're not on MTV because. You know, and, and what the fuck is that? Speaking of MTV, <laughs> MTV just turned into planet fucking pregnancy is all it is. Don't even I, name it oh, MTV. Name it yeah. fucking 16 and pregnant TV. I mean, see, and, and MTV really screwed up because they had the monopoly on the whole YouTube thing before YouTube was even a thing. Right. They, they skipped off on it and fucked up. If I mean, MTV YouTube, came back YouTube. now. Yeah. And they had it. They had the monopoly on it. They had it. You know, they fucked that up. That was a huge piece of the market that they completely let disintegrate through their fingers, man. Well, huge. People, and, and why do they? Why don't they, they change the fucking name? I mean, right. we have much music here. Much music. Much music. All much music is the shows like the fucking View all day. You know, and, and critical race theory shit, telling anybody that isn't this and how bad you are. I'm like, right. Where the fuck is the music? And then they hit you with what? Yeah. <laughs> it's nothing yeah. like getting a big wet pussy in your face. <laughs> I got smacked with a wet pussy up the other day. Jesus <laughs> Christ. Oh, watch your step. That's my wet pussy over there. Can... <laughs> Don't step in that. Yeah, Jesus. Just slide all over the place. But, um, well, my thing is, is if they came back right now um, and actually played videos, even though YouTube is a thing. Yeah. I I really think that they could boom. I think that they could get right back to where they were because yeah. people are kind of hungering for that. People like things to be kind of curated for them. Yeah. And MTV yeah. was a kind of curation of all these new things. And here's the other thing. The overhead for MTV is next to nothing because they don't pay for videos. They never, ever. The only video that they got tricked into uh, paying for, kind of, was Thriller. Because of the right, way right. that they, they did this whole uh, commercial thing. 
that kind of generated money to get the rest of the you can, it's a pretty interesting story how they did it. It was kind of ingenious. But John Landis and Michael Jackson had come up with this plan of, here's how we'll pay for it. Because when they went to people and told them what they wanted to do, they're like, you're a fucking idiot. What do you mean? <laughs> you want to make a what? Nah. And Thriller is one of the most iconic things to this day, no matter what people think of Michael Jackson. You know? <laughs> so... Well, you know, and, and the, the, the I love the video um, form of the music, the, the, the expression yeah. of it, because you can really get out so much without... People were doing so much with it. Yeah, and well, it, and, and I think that as an artist, you have to be very careful, too, because there are certain ways that I'll interpret a song. We talked about that earlier um, than the way that somebody else, a different listener, will interpret the song. So you have to be careful you don't step over that line in videos where you're, you know, completely filling in the blanks of what that song is about, right? Right. But... Visually, you could do so much, and that's what I love about about video. My band is very visual, right? So we want to take advantage of videos and all of that shit, you know. And, mm-hmm. and I go crazy, man. The first video that we did, uh, misunderstood. I have this whole fucking treatment set up, you know, the masks, and everybody wears a mask, and you know, the shit, and just, you know, to me, it was important that you really, you know, you, you kind of do that because I don't like, like, we don't have any performance videos, right? Like, professional video. I mean, we have tons of performance stuff out there, but. We haven't done that because, well, fuck, that's what everybody does. I don't want to fucking just see right. a bunch of guys around. I want to see something play out. I want to, you know, I want to be entertained a little bit more. And I personally, I like to be challenged, you know. Mm-hmm. I, I don't think I'd find a lot of, of challenge listening to, you know, uh, you know, wet-ass pussy other than <laughs> trying well, to draw yourself off. When you, when you use that medium, it also gives you another way to get your point across and what you're trying to say. And, but, you know, like you were saying earlier, there is two sides to that because like Pearl Jam, they, they stuck more with, in fact, their first three videos or two videos were live. In fact, Pearl Jam sounded so good that you couldn't tell. It was like, wow, these are live videos. Yup. Freaking. Um, but they, they didn't want to do like Eddie Vedder was against like the video of Jeremy because it, it, the only reason he allowed that one to happen was because it was about a specific thing and it and it really spoke to you know bullying and stuff like that and where that could go yeah, and what you me, don't yeah. know what's going on in somebody's head and how alone that you just know them when you see them you don't yeah. know the life that they're having aside from when you're in it so and i think people forget that and yeah. um it's almost like they think everybody stays on pause until they get back and you know, <laughs> but but um, they you know it they wanted to keep things so the the listener had the chance to interpret it and have their own meaning of it of the music yeah. right and um, and after that their you know their their videos are more performance driven or they just have lyric videos. Yeah. You know, yeah. um, which right there, just here, we'll just spell it out for you. <laughs> you know, read along. And those actually work. They do good, um, especially some of them where they put, you know, a lot of the, the back end art and stuff into it to really help. You know, um, those lyric vids can actually do a lot yeah. better than putting money into a big production. You know, yeah. yeah. And I like yeah. I love the way you guys did the lyric end of COVID-19. Yeah, well, that's that's where I was going to go. I always thought that if I was going to do a lyric video, I wasn't going to do a lyric video the way that everybody else does, just flashing down the street. Right. right. 
Which is kind of funny because I, I got a bunch of messages after we put out the COVID video. The first one was at the, the beginning of the videos, that piece where I'm smoking the joint and we wrote COVID on the joint. And then, and then I cough, you know, and, and all that, right? I got people sending me messages saying, are you encouraging people to go out and smoke COVID-19? And I'm like, <laughs> I wasn't fucking sure that you could actually get COVID and roll that shit up. Is it a strain of weed now? Like, like and people were losing their fucking minds. Then I started getting messages from people saying that I stole the whole card idea from Bob Dylan. Oh but my I, God. Well, I can tell you that I've never actually saw that video until after we shot that video because everybody was like, Oh, you stole from Bob Dylan. You stole from Bob Dylan. I mean, I legitimately never even seen that video. Right? At, at this <laughs> point in time, I think we could call it inspiration, if anything. Stealing. I mean, how fucking old was that? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I've seen other people do it in other videos. Right. You know, but I never saw the Dylan one. It's a right? style and choice. I, it's yeah, yeah, yeah. And then the second question I get is, is because after I flash the cards and throwing them, I get, oh, you fucking litter bud. You bet you didn't even pick up the fucking cards. I'm like, are you fucking kidding me, man? <laughs> make a make a little post video that goes along with it that shows yeah, you picking yeah. up all the cards. All right, Karen. <laughs> well, I think got the naysayers. Like, I kept a list. I have a list of about, I think it's close to about 120 last time I counted of people telling me how fucked in the head you are. What do you mean a microchip future? What do you mean vaccines? Because I wrote all that shit back in fucking May, right? Right. <laughs> so I send these people messages back. Now I go, hey, how's that vaccine coming, buddy? You know what I mean? Like, fuck, you know what I mean? I was like, right. fucking Thomas, man. Fuck. <laughs> it's, it's so, I think it's a, it works better as a uh, lyric, because it, you know, it gets the lyrics pointed but front and center yeah, right sure. and it's and it's you and it has that style to it that makes you pay attention you know and that's yeah. you know that's yeah. the point well and the whole point of that video too was the break because when we did that that's when we were under quarantine right mm -hmm. we were actually under lockdown at that point we weren't supposed to fucking go out and do anything we weren't supposed to go anywhere so the first thing i did was i went to the fucking ghost trade station where everybody would be if there was anybody right? yeah because the, the point of that too was is i'm like the camera's always going if I get arrested or if I get a fucking fine, I want this shit on video. It's right. Never happened. That's going to be great. <laughs> and dude, it's not for lack of trying. Yeah, right. <laughs> I was the only fucking person out there walking in the streets. It was like a goddamn ghost town, man. It's, oh, it's, it's scary. Yeah. yeah. You know, we even had, uh, we had unsigned artists, a uh, fantastic guy does uh, previews on videos all the time. And, and uh, he's like, yeah, and here they are breaking quarantine. I wonder how they got away with that. I'm like, well, we didn't even give a fuck, number yeah. one. Because <laughs> I'm not going to be fucking told what to do, but, yeah. you know, I know my rights. And then there's a scene in the COVID-19 video um, where I'm standing on the stairs in this GO train station and this woman's coming up. And remember, this is back in May when, when this was done. Like, literally put the video and the song together in a couple of days and released it, right? And she's walking up the stairs and she's already got the mask on before masks were a thing. Mm -hmm. And then she's walking by me, she's got this look, she's like, Ugh, he's got the fucking cooties. Yeah. Hey, right? I'm like, wow. Like, and, and it's funny because uh, we were able to, at that time, capture so many things that are actually happening now mm -hmm. that people were giggling about what happened back then, mm -hmm. like the lineups at Costco and all that shit and, and Walmarts and all that stuff, right? Like, we, I grabbed all that shit then. You mm -hmm. know, and these are all things that people weren't even thinking about. This was even before the big fucking toilet paper scandals happened. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> what a, yeah, what a good look for fucking the human race that was. 
Oh, well, here you got these people telling you that you're bad fucking people if you don't wear a mask, you don't do this, you don't do that, as they're gobbling up all the fucking toilet paper in the world. <laughs> None of it makes any sense. It's like oh. if, if small businesses were open, people wouldn't be forced to all join together and go to a place. Okay, we want people to stay apart, but all go to this one place to get yeah. your stuff. Yeah. Well, Why can't we, we just live life that. and be sure that we're being responsible? Yeah. What the well, fuck? That's about that, though. Remember that Walmart and, and Costco, they've uh, they literally spent billions and billions of dollars yep. in development of that COVID force field um, yep. around the Walmart and Costco doors. Yeah. So, yep. yeah, the second that you go in, you can't get, you can't, you can't get it. That's already a proven fact. There's been no super spreading from going to Walmart, Costco, or a peaceful protest. It's like that that magic. And we thank whoever invented that force field, but it's the way it works, man. I, uh, any mom and pop store, you go in there, dude, you're done. You're dead. You're going to die in five minutes. Yeah. Drop dead, probably right at the door. <laughs> yeah. And it's, it's incredible to me the amount of money that Live Nation breaks in that they couldn't get a little bit of that Walmart force field going on at some of the concerts. You wouldn't <laughs> think. Yeah. I mean, geez, they've been scalping their own tickets for years now. Yeah, that's it. You know, the other thing that kills me, man, is, is we're talking about contact, right? So you can't go to a restaurant, sit down to eat, but you can have five to six people in the restaurant, make and touch your fucking meal before it gets out. Then you're going to hand it off to a fucking quarterback in Lyft or Uber to bring it to you, right? So you're actually, you know, doubling down on the contact, but you're still not getting it as it's coming in. Like, it makes no sense. It's to all a joke. Contact delivery it's, then there isn't picking the shit up yourself it's all a joke it's all it, none of it makes any sense it's just like you know it's just stupid and eventually hopefully you know enough people are going to wake up and be like all right enough of this this is just stupid and by the time they get done it's like all right well by now everybody has it and has so what the fuck's the point and yeah. Yeah. You know, and if enough people get fucking, back, you don't need to be checking people for that because herd immunity, fuckers. And exactly. and one thing and I noticed the other day is uh, this is the first time in history that we've quarantined the healthy, man. And that's right. not what you do. That's not <laughs> how you fucking do it. If you read any literature on the Spanish flu, the only reason why we need to uh, overcame it is because of what you said, herd immunity. If we keep everybody away from everything, we're never going to develop an immunity for it. The vaccine will never be a hundred percent, you know protective anyways plus i'm not too big on taking these fucking vaccines that have been done and, and whipped together at least as far as we're concerned in the last four to five months yeah but i'm all set they, they could have been working on this vaccine for the last couple of years yeah <laughs> you know. keep your aborted fetus fucking bullshit out of uh, my uh <laughs> yeah, yeah exactly well hey, like the I other day i was never mind taking that shit i know it <laughs> Like, fuck, I'd rather share a needle with a fucking junkie on the street. Bro. Yeah. <laughs> like, at least I'll get a buzz. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> but uh, I was at the thrift. I, I like thrifting and stuff. And uh, I was uh, um, at the thrift store. And um, I, I wasn't wearing a mask. You know, we're in Florida. So the mask yeah. Yeah. mandate thing, they're like, they realized what was happening. And so... Um, Masks actually tend to be. It seems like masks are making things worse in areas. Oh yeah. So yeah. So they're, uh, you know, they're backing off with that. But anyway, I was walking around the store and everybody else saw me, and I noticed people were like avoiding me. Yeah. And I was like, 
What the? All right, fuck you. <laughs> like I like this. I can just walk. It's like you like step into a crowd and they all kind of just disperse. It's like yeah. Well, that's you. why they're starting to use that term infected a lot more than just cases, right? Because it's ridiculous. It sounds, there's more in fucking peeing sense of doom when you say, look, at the infected. <laughs> it sounds like a zombie movie, right? And it's much easier to get these people into quarantine centers when you call them the infected. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's it's <laughs> a lot it's scarier. Apocalypse I was preparing for. Not even close. Right. I thought I'd be out there lobbing heads off of zombies and shit. And I'm stuck at home. <laughs> Dealing with Karens. Fucking Jesus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, you know, the best, you know, we can we can all obviously try to do our part. I mean, you uh, you also um, have been very outspoken, and you got the, um, the YouTube channel that you've been cranking away at. I try mm-hmm. to uh, share the vids on all the places I can. And, um... Yeah, and I appreciate that, brother. Thank you. The, uh... You know, my big thing is really trying to push the idea of, hey, let's just use common sense instead of letting these assholes think for us as a group. You know, they're trying to think, well, what's the best overall Band-Aid we could do for this whole group of people? And it's like, it's not going to work. You know, it needs to be more nuanced than that. And you need to be able to let these musicians fucking entertain people. That's what they do. It's what they need to be allowed to do. And when you take this, I mean, they are affecting people's health in so many ways. And I mean, I, I not only see it on the, I mean, I talk to people, I talk to people on the phone. I, you know, it's like, you know, even, uh, I was setting up an interview the other day and talking to um, a band member. And I mean, this dude is clearly depressed. It's, you know what I mean? Yeah, 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 yeah. And it's like, everything's like. He's starting to get a I don't give a fuck attitude about it because it's like, why even bother? That's, you know, that's the byproduct of all of this shit too, right? And this is something that they're they're obviously very aware of. I mean, look at all the suicides, the mental health issues. Look at the spousal abuse, the child abuse. You know, the the alcoholism, uh, ODs. Like there, there's more people that are dying, and, and and this is actually a fact. And I spent one day five hours researching this shit. Did you know that there's more people dying from cancer complications than there ever has in the last 10, 15 years? In this decade alone, we have 3,500 people just in Canada that have died because they didn't get their their their, their necessary uh, checkups for cancer. Like, this is some fucked up shit. You've got thousands of people ODing. You've got, because of depression. You've got thousands of people depressed committing suicide. You've got people not getting necessary surgeries. Uh, getting health checks and checkups, anything. A person you know, dies the, from... The, 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 the mental abuse that they're taking from mm-hmm. everybody else, from the fear-mongering, right? Like, you walk down the street without a mask on here, people are looking at you like you're fucking weird. You cough, dude. You better fucking run, because people are getting out their fucking... For their pitchforks and chasing you and shit. Well, like, it's getting crazy. Society is, and those who depend on the mainstream media... Um, these people are in an abusive relationship that has all the hallmarks of basically alienation and yeah. telling them yeah. that we're the only people you can come to, we're the only people you can trust, you know, yeah. you don't know, and all of the things that they they basically do to, you know, break a human down. And it's yeah. made, yeah. you know, it's turned people into, I mean, really... I mean, and if you take, 
that's the thing. If you take the little things like, you know, music and stuff away and that experience, and yeah. then you tell them, well, you could sit at home and watch Netflix or Amazon, you know, all day and here we'll just mail you a check every once in a while and that ought to I ought to yeah. do you well yeah. I don't think you understand how money in the economy works because if there's nobody making the milk and you know putting it in a fucking container if there's nobody cutting my meat up if there's what the fuck am I gonna do with the money you send yeah well eventually it'll be like Venezuela yeah right? they're gonna if you hit it right there that's the whole thing I mean if, if you want to break down a species the first thing you have to do is slap their morale, uh, morale down mm -hmm. right mm -hmm. now now we realized a long time ago as a species that you can't physically enslave people but you can mentally enslave people right and how do you do that through diet socialism lockdowns isolation alienation getting people mental health issues that's how you strip somebody away. Look, terrorists have been doing it forever. Cults, yeah. religious cults have been doing it forever. Isolate people, tear them down, separate them from anybody else, their, their, their support group. No family, because we're already in that direction now. Here in Canada, we're doing it, and in the States with the Democrats are doing it too. Your mother and your father aren't important anymore because the state is now your mother and father. Right. And, and your Democrats in, in, in the States are, have gone even so far out is to even say that at this point. I mean, it's become a fucking religion. And the same thing here in Canada with Justin Trudeau's liberals, Democrats, liberals, they're the same thing. They really right. are just two different countries uh, with the whole diet socialism rolling it out. I mean, to me, it makes sense. So, And when you can understand and actually see what's going on in the world, you can fight it a lot easier mentally. Right. Because you, you know, know what your fight is going on. Right. When somebody's telling you that, um, well, we're the media, we actually are the ones that call the president, you and I can sit there and go, nah. <laughs> yeah. Holy shit. If the Electoral College does that, fuckface, right. other people will be like, yeah, the media says that, so it's got to be right. And I like it when they say things, um, a source familiar with the president's thinking. <laughs> what well, the fuck is that? That's not, a, that's not even a real thing. You can't do a that. A whistleblower, a whistleblower the other day overheard somebody else saying that Donald Trump likes to get pissed on by Russian hookers. I'm, I'm, yeah. Okay, how about me? I, I wouldn't mind how much. I think it's <laughs> funny how much they've been trying to shove that old Russian shit down our throats. And the, yeah, it was yeah. all from a fucking steel dossier that was fucking fake to begin with. And they mm -hmm. knew it and kept going with it anyway. And this shit, this ain't no conspiracy. You can go right to um, um, yeah. uh, gov.org. And go yeah, look exactly. right at the fucking art. It's like, oh my God, here it is right here. But when you hear the news tell it, oh my God. It's like, dude, it says it right here. The old, So many times it's not even funny at this point. But the thing is, is that people still eat this shit up, man. Well, it they validates their hate. They want to be mad yeah. at something. And when the news gives them something to be mad at, it validates it and says, you, you know what? You're right. You should hate this person. And here's some other reasons why. And then they say ridiculous things and you believe it because you are so caught up in your hate that you don't even understand common sense anymore. Exactly. You know, I'm watching family members do it. I'm watching, you know, it's like. I can almost forgive the people that their hearts are completely filled with hate and believe what they're told. It's the, it's the low information decision makers that I have a hard time with. The people that will only listen to something for two or three minutes and take it as gospel. Right. Oh, CNN said that this is true. CNN said that this. And that's it. Like right. The people that would just let people. I mean, there are the other ones out there, the right-wingers and the left-wingers, that will eat up the hate and, and just go with it all the time. 
you know right then i can understand because that was bred into them you know on both sides the left and the right you know throughout years of, of, of right. fucking with the educational system and your parents at home or whatever it's it's the two minute the low information decision makers the low information boulders that i have a real fucking hard time with that won't even take a minute right to to try Check. to figure out what the fuck is really going on right they get they're like well i don't got time for this well you don't have time to figure out what the fuck is actually right. going on with the world. if if you don't got time well i, I hate that it's somebody wants to get in an you. argument but then they say well i don't got time to fact check it but you have time to fucking argue about it yeah 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 exactly <laughs> what the fuck what the, i don't even understand that like what? how because that's like a philosophy because they want to be mad and they want to fight and they want to be right and they want somebody to validate that they hate for a reason and it's okay. It's not. Exactly. It's not okay to feel like that. That validation. You cannot walk this, around with that much hate in you all the time. I have this golden rule that I use on social media. I kind of approach people the way that they approach me. If you come onto one of my posts or a video or something that I've done and say, hey, cocksucker, fuckface, I'm going to come back and say, hey, cocksucker, fuckface, how are you doing? Yeah. It, it, Hope you have it, a fantastic day, fucker. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> you come on and you say, hey, man, you know, look, I didn't agree with this point. You know, maybe you could explain it to me. Now, I'll talk to you and, 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 and go that way, right? But the one thing that I won't do is, is I won't, um, I, I never go on other people's things. Like, I don't do that like people right. always you'll come to me i'm not gonna if you put something that i don't agree with dude i'm gonna fucking keep walking I don't right know, what the fuck you know what i mean that's your fucking life i have my, my my boundaries of where i am it has nothing to do with the fucking boundaries of you know, whether we disagree or not right i'm not gonna make a conscious effort to come over not knowing what the fuck i'm talking about to try to make you feel like an asshole because you know what you're talking about but i don't agree with it right you, you, you know what i mean like and, and people don't get it i have girls all the time going well you were kind of harsh with me I said, no, you came onto my fucking timeline, called somebody a rapist. I actually proved to you that somebody else was a rapist and you're full of shit and that you're actually a hypocrite to support sociopaths and now you're mad at me. <laughs> Maybe you should have fucking shut the fuck up and finished that glass of wine. Right. You know what I mean? Like, fuck. <laughs> well, you know, and that's why things get so, you know, like tribal and the thing that really gets me is it's like, you know, that's what I hate about the whole social media thing and what I'm, you know, yeah. I'm happy that there's, you know, platforms like this co-sound and stuff where we focus on music and we don't have to deal with all these ignorant political memes and all this stuff. And it's like everybody wanting you to choose a side or if they think you're on a side, well, then now that's a problem. And, yeah. you know, and it's so hard as just a regular person, you know, especially doing what I'm doing because I'm afraid that if, Somebody, you know, I, I'm not like afraid to speak my mind or whatever, but it's like I I try to walk that line very closely to, you know, yeah, I can I can support ideas and all this, but yeah. I don't align myself with political parties. I don't do yeah. any of that. And I also I even if I did, I don't think it would be healthy for me to voice that for the independent community. Because yeah. I'm yeah. going to start losing people that don't now all of a sudden don't want to be a part of this community because I've brought politics into it. Now, yeah. it's one thing like we sit here and talk yeah. back and forth about, you know, the, the yeah. nuance of things. Yeah. But to, to say, you know, you know, for me as a as a radio host or whatever to uh, 
to come out of line of music and start, you know, saying, you know, I support Antifa and blah, and if you don't fucking, you're an, you know, you're a fucking racist and all. This isn't healthy. This isn't healthy for anybody. You know. Well, and in your position too. I mean, as as a radio personality, as a host, uh, DJ, you you know, you're talking to a lot of people. I mean. Everybody has their thoughts and where they're aligned to at some point, right? But you have to be able to find that happy medium. You have to, as I say that I am, be a centrist and try to, you know, cater to both sides because not everybody's going to fucking agree. Every band's going to have different fucking point of views and ideologies. But you're trying to play them all regardless of what their ideology is, which is important, you know? Right. And, yeah. you know, I always, like, look, I'll, I'll mention this a lot, like with, with bands or whatever, you know, like we talked about <laughs> earlier. You know, yeah, get your message out there or whatever. But if if you're going to align with certain things like Black Lives Matter or Antifa or whatever, be prepared yeah. to cut out a whole section of your. You know, it's it's one thing to talk about the plight and to talk about you know in your music or whatever. But when you you know when you align yourself with this, be prepared that mm-hmm. you're only going to get those people get backlash. Yeah, and, and you're going to suffer the consequences because, you know, look, every, it's like, it seems like before every fucking election, it's riot season. So yeah, well, you're going to get caught up in the the hate of the day. And then yeah. when it's all over, you're stuck with this fucked up profile picture that makes you look like an asshole. Yeah. You know? I had this, I had this conversation with, uh, with actually two, two members from a different band, two different bands. And um, one of them wrote a song called BLM, and in the video itself, and they're, they're, they're you know, kind of, of, of um, well, they're really trying to capitalize on, on the whole thing uh, of BLM and trying to show, you know, all white people as being fucking racist and the whole right. bit. Like, it's just so unproductive as a fucking society. Yeah, exactly. And then, then he's, 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 he's fucking saying, so what do you think of it? And I said, well, to be honest with you, I think it's degrading. I think it was very low information. And I personally think that you were just trying to use the plight of something that's happening to other people to try to gain popularity right. with you. I don't fucking respect it at all. And he goes, oh, you had to say all that? And I said, well, you fucking ask. <laughs> don't ask me if you don't want an honest opinion. Uh, and then this other one that's in, 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 I wouldn't say a fairly two-do big band here. They're not as big as everybody thought they would be. And personally, I don't think they're a great fucking band anyways. You know, the singer sounds like a fucking uh, boxing fucking, you know, uh, well, anyways. You know, you're doing the whole donating to this and donating to that, which didn't age well because the shit that you're donating to fucking cause people to fucking lose their jobs, their homes, their lives, and burn fucking cities down. But you're proud that you help support the burning down of cities. And then in the actual post, this person actually says he's proud of what these people are doing at the peaceful protests and the burning of the fire. <laughs> I'm like, dude, you are the stupidest motherfucker I've ever met. My, and I'm telling him this is fucking eyeball. You are the stupidest motherfucker I ever met in my life, and that's not going to eat well. And then I walked away from it because I want nothing to do with this cockfuck. Right. Like this, not you don't you don't turn around one day and go ice is good, you know, and then turn around and go oh well I, I, I didn't mean that. Too. Right. You know what I mean? Like, I was just fucking around. I I was just doing it for the clicks. So, <laughs> you know that shit didn't fucking age. Well, I mean, just look at this. When the whole George Floyd thing happened, and that was horrible, man. I watched that video. Right. And fucking no just, matter who you are, you should not like what you saw. <laughs> you know, and, I, and I know nobody that says that they enjoyed it. And I don't know one person that doesn't say that black lives don't matter because they do matter. BLM, the organization, not so fucking much. No. They, don't, they don't matter. They're not helping shit. black people. 
you know, you know what I mean? But you got you got these people out there supporting it. And in fact, when the George Floyd riots happened, eighty percent of North America it was actually closer to eighty-six point something percent of North America. I'm a big facts guy. Because right. if I'm gonna argue, I'm gonna know my motherfucking facts. <laughs> right. Ram them down their throat. There was it's closer to eighty-six percent of, of North America agreed and supported Black Lives Matter. Less than thirty-two percent of all of North America supports Black Lives Matter right now. Right. See how fast that went? They've lost the narrative. And what they're going on, the whole police brutality, hunting people down the streets is bullshit. It's not true. Well, they've killed more people than the cops did last year. So uh, I guess we're even. Uh, Whatever. I don't know. What the fuck do you say to that? It's like it was all a waste of time and life and fucking money. And nobody got nothing out of it. You didn't help anybody. You know, all you did was, you know. And to me is is that there are black lives that are at risk and need help. Exactly. This is not the way you do it. These aren't the lives that we're paying attention to. I mean, what about all the kids that are killed in drive-by shootings? What about all the lives that are lost? Exactly. Like, these are the lives that should matter. And this is the problem that I have with BLM, is is that they have gained and collected almost $4 billion since 2016. And how many schools have they built? How many homes have they seen? I don't even think they've been to Chicago once, have they? They haven't done jack shit. They haven't done anything in Chicago, to my knowledge. He calls himself King uh, of BLM, one of the the first founding leaders. He calls himself King. I'll get to read this one. (laughs) He's actually up on child pornography and and trafficking. Of course. Jesus Christ. And these are your moral leaders in BLM. The movement. Again, the movement. Right. no. Exactly. And yeah, there's a big difference. What is doing is creating racial divide, and then you've got Antifa on the other side, causing death, violence, and destruction on behalf of black people that don't want you doing it. You fucking idiots. They weren't. You know, yeah. Up there screaming "Black Lives Matter" as you're burning down down their town. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, how BLM doesn't kick the snot out of these soy boy fucking Antifa fucks? I have no idea because they're the ones that have really. But it's not just because black people are burning shit down too. But you'll see a majority of these Antifa white fucks are out there burning shit mm-hmm. down, burning black businesses down in the name of black people. I mean, you don't get any more fucking hypocritical than that, dude. It's all <laughs> just a waste of time. It's it really I is. It. I don't get it. And you know, you know, a lot of these punks are gonna get hit with life really fast when they get oh, put yeah. behind them oh, bars. Yeah. They're gonna realize, holy fuck. I'm way too pretty for this place. <laughs> and, you know, uh, it's just, you know, again, I... All for PC. I really think it's a bad idea when when bands and or artists of any type align themselves with the That's movement... Cool, right? With the movement of the day. Because yeah. what you yeah. might think or perceive as a good thing, and sometimes very well could be, it's and either stuck with a good idea, right? Yeah, and it's you know either it's going to just go away, or it it's going to evolve into something that you don't want to be aligned with, you know. And just like with political affiliations, these yeah. people tend to yeah. take off in ways that it's like, well, I don't want to have to answer for that. I don't fucking know what they're doing. That whatever, you know. And that's why I think. You know, a two-party system has kind of uh, lost its way a lot because it's oh, just it's just big found time. its easy way to divide people. You know, if you had more parties, it would be so harder to, yeah. you know, or that much harder to divide people. But, you know, I really, um, 
I really think that um, it uh, it needs to stay out of. I've had so many people send me shit about you know. Oh, would you talk about this on the radio? Talk no, yeah. talk about fucking yeah. music. You know, yeah. and, I, yeah. and it's like and even like with with this shit. I I think that uh, you know politics and all that is starting to find its way in to the music scene and divide people there. I was watching it happen the other day when we were trying to link up for other sites. I think you've seen the post. And, um, you know, it was all about Parlor, and I named off, like, four or five other sites. And it was like, all of a sudden, these are like, because, what, you were told by the the Facebook gods that this is, you know... Of course, if, if I'm a big site and I'm holding on to all these people, I'm going to tell you the rest of the world is bad, so you stay right here. Yeah, exactly. You know, you, but, you know what I find the real irony is, is that you've got all these people out there right now, these so-called revolutionaries, right, that are being funded by corporations, you know, and they say that they fight the establishment as they're getting bailed out of jail by the establishment politicians. Like, it's a fucking joke. You, you know, they're... they're, they're the, the, these revolutionaries these days are like fucking posers with Nike on their shirt as their fucking corporate sponsor, man. I mean, well, I know. It's How the fuck you can't you yeah. can't do both things at once, assholes? And um, Mick just reminded me from uh, Four Skulls there. He mm. uh, he just reminded me about uh, Sebastian Bach. Oh, you know, fuck yeah, Bach. you know what I'm talking about. He's a dick. He I called him out one day and he actually responded to it. But uh, um, he tried to say if uh, if you if you vote for Trump, um, you ain't um, for rock and roll. Yeah. And yeah. I, I fucking I said, since when did you become the arbiter of rock and roll, Sebastian? <laughs> fucking, I, I if I remember correctly, it was a little bit of a temper tantrum on stage with a glass bottle that ended your fucking career. Yeah. So exactly. I would just sit the fuck down, pal. Be happy yeah. that you are even being noticed on this platform. Fucking <laughs> he he says stupid yeah. shit like that, and it really it's like you don't get to speak for people. You don't get to the say stupid shit like with, that. The problem with Sebastian Bach is is that I find him to be a very low information and a very not very intelligent. I mean, I gotta be honest with you. They're I, too I, I, trusting I, in the media that just tells them shit. Swing together half the time, you know, and and it looks like he had fucking info, it, like some kind of fucking informative shock or something. He's he's all red and pasty and fucking bloated and shit now. I'm like, do you see that that post that he's doing from his bathroom mirror? And he's got the Steven Tyler bitch tits hanging out now. I'm like, dude, put on a fucking shirt. And he thinks he's all so sexy. And I know. Does he have top teeth? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I because uh, it seems like his teeth are out half the time when he's talking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, if you ask me, that fucker's been hitting the meth a little too hard. Well, he should have been. He's probably fucking earned it. But uh, yeah. did you hear yeah. about? Did you hear about the whole thing with him and Rob Halford? He was on an interview, and yeah. it was much like this, where it's a video interview thing, and uh, they were talking about how Rob Halford doesn't warm up before he goes oh, out. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. The, the comedian goes, well, he probably doesn't want to tell you because it's something gay like gar- gargle and jizz. And Sebastian, like, sat there for a minute, and you could see, yeah. he's like, oh, if you could leave, he's my friend, you know? And he finally, he just cut out of the interview. Fucking left, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the yeah. next week, Rob Halford is on the same show, and the comedian tells Rob Halford what he told Sebastian. And yeah. how does Rob Halford respond? He goes, 
You know, well, first he laughs. And then yeah. he goes, you know, I've always wanted to be on one of them things where you get roasted, where I just sit in a chair and people roast me. He goes, maybe you guys could set that up. It's like he totally took it and turned it into, you know, and it's like Sebastian is still pouting over in the corner. It's like, yeah. Jesus, dude. Yo, I got to grab my door here really quick. Give me a quick second. Once again, anybody... uh Interesting. You can check out Social Strife over at socialstriferock.com as well as checking out Sean Strife over on the YouTubes. You can also find Social Strife over on all the social platforms. And um, just newly, I believe, on uh, Parlor today. So, Sorry about uh, that, brother. It's yeah. a big sign in the front of my door saying, fuck off, but apparently people can't read. <laughs> <laughs> Should put it in French, too, just to make sure. <laughs> thinking in Ukraine and Russian. <laughs> really? Fuck you, comrade. <laughs> Fuck you, comrade. <laughs> Le <Yeah>. fuck off. <laughs> that's it. Yeah. I think that's how you say it in French. Le yeah. fuck off. Le, right? le fuck you. <laughs> fuck you. So, <laughs> what's, uh, what's on the agenda for... So, I mean, I know... Your agenda is probably a little fucking screwy, but uh, what's on the roadmap? What's on the agenda for social strength? Well, we're uh, we, we right now we're in full record mode, so we've got uh, we've got the last uh, social strife show of the year, uh, December twelfth at the Atria in Oshawa, Canada. Uh, we're in full recording mode right now. No we're, shit. Uh, we're going to be releasing a new tune called Uptight. Sweet. Pretty self-explanatory about yep. what that fuck is about. <laughs> 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 that'll be the first. Uh, that'll be the first single we're gonna release. Uh, I would say probably just after Christmas. Oh, nice. Yeah. So we're working on the new uh, the new CD right now. Uh, we're working on the uh, Social Strife channel as well. Basically, what the Social Strife channel will be just following us around everywhere, man. Just awesome. Like my personal blogs and shit that I do on on um, on uh, the the YouTube stuff, which I used to do a lot more with the band because I mean we've got. Uh, We've got huge place that we are strife quarters and that's so we got lots of room to you know really we just let the camera film everything right videos recording and and everything that we fucking possibly can it's like i said it's right now in my opinion is a great opportunity for musicians because you finally realize that you're what you have or at least what you could have is the full package right Vitally, musically everything you know with social media it's not just about the music and live performances anymore it's um we, we found, so for sake of argument, when we do like the, the Facebook Lives, uh, we generally have a lot more people tuning in uh, just before the actual music starts because we're out there talking and fucking around and they, they get to see the behind the scenes things, right? You mm -hmm. know, like the, uh, the last People show, dig like, that. People love that shit. And they, especially they nowadays where they can't really be a part of shows to be able to watch a band. Yeah. yeah. I always keep everything fun. I mean, even if we're talking about serious shit, you know, we try to keep it fun. Right. You know, because it, it, you, you can't... Well, I do think that, that as a musician, at least as far as I'm concerned, me as a musician, I do have a, a, a responsibility to um, to at least be as informative or, 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 or share information that I think is important about the world through right. the music without it being political because there isn't anything that I wrote politically. Right. Like, nothing. You know what I mean? Like, Aliens and Freaks is, is kind of about discovering yourself and what you want, what you don't want, that you don't fit in this world. Right. 
Deny is, is uh, you know, one of my favorite songs to play live. This is, you know, like you're raging against the entire system. Everything, right. you know, you're denied. We're not going to put up with this shit anymore. You know what I mean? And yeah, more societal not, issues, not political. Yeah. The, only, the closest yeah. thing I can think of um, that's even close to political is COVID-19. Yeah, you know, yeah. but it's not really a political or like a social race right. But that's like the closest I can think of that you yeah. guys really yeah. get to. I mean, I mean, it's always. I mean, like throughout the the, the first CD with songs like Rain and and and, and uh, Denied and, mm-hmm. and all that. It's, it's the common theme that I write against. You know, it's the, the whole rage against the establishment type thing. And think for yourself right. is really, you know, what we're trying to do. So that's what we're trying to do. Is is uh, we we want to do the all encompass thing. I mean. We're, think about like the Carol Burnett show, but we're right. gonna do that social strife. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. You know, I mean, there, there's all kinds of things we're doing. We're talking about even doing like little skit things. Uh, Drop D and I, we uh, we get along really well, hang out all the time. He's my boy. You know, we're we're gonna have little skits where we're outside. You know, like trying to find the Nazis because you hear the Nazis everywhere, right? Right. <laughs> Subway station. Where are these Nazis? <laughs> and ask people where are the Nazis. You know, like, Excuse so me, sir, where do you keep the Nazis? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So that's really what we're trying to do is, is we understand now that, you know, you are more than just a band, at least as far as we're concerned. Right. You know, we're more than just a band. You know, we're, we're a band that has something that we're talking about. You know, we want you to think about yourself. We want to empower people and we want to entertain people. We can entertain people through not just our live show and, 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 uh, you know, doing live streams and stuff, but I've actually who we are, what we do, because we're pretty interesting, fucked up individuals. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> entertaining to say the least. Watching train wreck. <laughs> it's like watching a train wreck in slow motion all the time. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> actually, ours ours would be more like at two hundred BPMs. You know. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. It's <laughs> awesome. But yeah, that's that's kind of where we are. It's. Um, we, at this point right now, we have 32 demos. Uh, we'll pick, um, we'll pick, you know, the 11 that we want to do, you know. Yeah. Oh shit. Yeah, right. yeah, that's one thing. It's it's constant writing, constant. Yeah, he's got like two writing. or three albums worth of stuff, man. Oh yeah, yeah. You know, and, and, and you know, we get all the time. Well, you know, how do you pick and choose? Which is hard because I can honestly tell you that, that at least from my standpoint, with no ego, I haven't wrote a bad song yet, and I don't mean that the way that it sounds, but. I haven't wrote any fillers, so trying to pick right. I should say out to eleven songs for the CD is going to be hard as fuck. Right, because every one of them does <laughs> have really, meaning and shit. Yeah. yeah, yeah, you know. And then we're going to have uh, we're going to finally record our uh, our punked out strife rock version of O Canada. So we awesome time for for Canada Day next year. <laughs> uh, I gotta say bye to have a great day, brother. One of our. Uh, People hanging out in chat. Right. Uh, four skulls. He's uh I should have I should have logged into the chat too while we were going. <laughs> <laughs> but um so yeah, tell us um tell us where we can uh tell us where we can find you, all your stuff and um what uh what you, what you got for uh shows coming up. Oh, you can get us at www.socialstriferock.com, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. You can get me, Sean Strife, on Parlor. Subscribe to my YouTube channel, uh, Sean Strife, on uh, Parlor, Sean Strife Rants. Uh, pretty much on, on, on everything. Everything. Shows coming up. Shows has been important to us, man. Like I said from the start, we're one of the few bands that haven't stopped playing. Right. We haven't stopped playing. 
um, we, we started what we call the COVID Live series, which we've been getting a lot of flack for. Right? <laughs> I, I think you do that. I, fuck it. You know, I mean, we, we have people, like bands call me all the time, going, dude, how are you getting shows? Like, nobody's booking, nobody's doing anything. Well, it's pretty fucking simple. Pick up the phone and go there. You know what I mean? Right. Like, it, it, if you can't put this shit together, you know, and, and that's another thing, too, is I'm pretty proud that we're able to put shit together during a pandemic. Right. Because a lot of people are just afraid to do shit. They're afraid to ask. They're afraid what their audience is going to think. They're afraid of the perception that they're going to give. It's understandable. We COVID, yeah, we take COVID serious. I mean, as serious as we should for something that has a 99.6% chance of recovery. Right. But, you know, we do... You know, I take social- swimming seriously, too. <laughs> we, we don't insult people that do wear masks or anything like that. You know what I mean? Like, it's, right. it's we want everybody to be comfortable and do what they do, right? You know, and that's why we did Fuck COVID Fest in, in August, which was a blast, man. Everything was closed down. Everybody's telling us we're going to get shut down. I, I coordinated with the mayor. We talked to city council. I even had to go and I was picked to, to be the guy to talk to the OPP when they blocked every side of the street. Me. They, they decided <laughs> I should be the one to talk to the Ontario Provincial Police about why they're blocking off our fucking street <laughs> and shit. Me. They, <laughs> they didn't know you, huh? <laughs> no, 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 they knew. They knew. I didn't give a fuck. <laughs> I went on care of it, and then the, the OPP ended up taking off. They took the roadblocks down. They weren't letting people in. Wow. Yeah, 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 yeah. Fuck COVID Fest. It was awesome, man. Wow. <laughs> That's insane. I didn't even know. It was awesome. Outdoors. <laughs> That's kick ass. So, so what do you got coming up? Anything in the near future? Or? Uh, right now, the only gig that we've got planned is the last show of the year, December 12th, uh, in Oshawa, Ontario, Canada. No, that one, yeah. Okay. Yeah, other than that, that's the uh, the only uh, the only show we've got. Other than that, uh, just tune into our, our, our Social Stripe Facebook channel where we uh, we go live all the time. Right. Live all the time. Or my YouTube channel, Sean, uh, Sean Stripe on YouTube. Awesome. Well, we're going to... Uh, we're going to be blasting some uh, social strife here for the airwaves. Um, anything else you want to uh, say to... Uh... I, think, I think actually both of my dogs... Yeah, they seem to be... <laughs> they got shit to say. <laughs> well, I, I tell you this, I'll leave you guys with this thing, man. A lot of hate, a lot of division in the world. Don't fall for that shit. Think for yourself. Don't go for that shit. You know what I mean? So Joe said it best earlier. We're all in one fucking race. Except the problem is, is everybody's trying to put us in our own little circles and divide us. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Be informed and get the strife. <laughs> yes, get some social strife. That's get some it. strife in your life. Why don't you? <laughs>